MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. If you have a pest problem, stop taking online advice from someone named Pretty Bubbles 82 and talk to the 75-year professionals at Dodson Pest Control. Visit DodsonBROS.com to find an office near you. Dodson, the pest professionals you trust. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is March 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a massive eight-alarm fire destroyed a church in South Jersey Monday evening. The flames broke out at about 6 p.m. at the Fountain of Life Center, located on the 2000 block of Columbus Road in Florence Township. Kids were playing basketball in the rear of the church when they reported seeing smoke. It didn't take long before the building was completely engulfed in flames. More than 150 firefighters from across South Jersey and Pennsylvania helped fight the flames and supply water. The fire appeared to be under control as of 11 p.m. last night, but uh, crews continued to ex- extinguish hot spots early this morning. Officials with the church are planning to hold Sunday services in a recreation area of the property that was spared by the flames. Uh, there's also a K-12 through school next door that uh, they say firefighters were able to save. No injuries were reported. Officials believe the blaze may have started in the sanctuary of the church. The exact cause is still under investigation. When I was a kid, our church burned down, and uh, it sucked. It was, you know, the really uh, took its toll on the community. However, one thing that was uh, really a nice silver lining to all of it was that uh, all of the churches surrounding that church invited the congregations in. And so like, we had a place to go for the better part of two years. It's funny, you, I was just about to mention the same thing. Same thing happened to me, Nick, uh, but we would have the uh, services in the gym. Oh, no kidding. So for my earliest years, it seemed weird to see a priest without a basketball hoop right, over his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for a stretch, a lot of yeah. people thought that we were Episcopal. But right. no. uh, Yeah, so I, I guess they'll, there was an area that was, uh, you know, didn't burn down. They said they'll uh, they'll go there, but they were crediting the firefighters for, uh, they said the school could have easily uh, burnt as well, and they were able to uh, save it. What's this? So, uh, and I know we've talked about this before. I'm just stupid, and I forget what, what, what it means. So eight, uh, eight alarms means eight separate... Oh, man, I know. We've done this a yeah, couple of times. Yeah, and I still can't grasp it. Well, so you have, like, but they also cover, <clears> right? <throat> so, like, let's say Firehouse A goes right. to the fire. Firehouse B then covers for Firehouse A. I, I don't see. know if the alarms have anything to do with that or if it's just that there are eight fire companies that are okay. on site. I um, always, the more the more um, alarms I hear, the more intense yeah. I, I believe it is. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, what yeah, that, that really sense. could mean is that there are that, that there are four firehouses that are on site no, at the I fire. No, I thought that's what it didn't mean. I'm saying it could mean, I didn't say it does mean, what it does, it, it, it either means that there are eight firehouses uh, on site at the fire, or there could be four on, on site and four covering for the other four. Four right, so, twice. Yeah. yeah. So here's what Wiki says. Uh, All right. One alarm fires, two alarm fires, three alarm fires, uh, et cetera, are categories classifying the seriousness of the fires commonly used in the United States and Canada. Let's see. Uh, the term multiple alarms is a quick way to indicate that the fire is severe and uh, is difficult to contain. Um, uh, uh, I know. Sorry. There you go. There, you are, there are, what does a six alarm fire mean? Here's an example. There are three engines. And a ladder is added after each alarm. 18 engine company, six ladders, one rescue. Oh, my God. What? Oh, oh my God. Who, hey, who cares? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it's matter. Bad. Eight's a lot. 
It was a bad fire. That's all they you saved need to the know. school. That's right. 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 You, that, that is a great point. We Preston. will never figure it out unless we join our local Man, I have tried. fire company. And that's it. We have to join the fire department, President. <laughs> if we want to learn all the secrets and the handshake. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Chris is a fire person. She, yes. And she doesn't know. She's, she's like, like don't. Going, don't she shakes it. Yeah. <laughs> fire, she's a fire person. Uh, so the exact cause is still under investigation for this fire at the church in Jersey. A Colorado dentist has been arrested in connection with the complex and calculated poisoning death of his wife, local police Jeez. said on Sunday, ABC News reported. The Aurora Police Department said 45-year-old James Tolliver Craig was arrested on a charge of first-degree murder early Sunday morning. Craig and his his wife, Angela, who was suffering from severe headaches and dizziness, arrived at a local hospital at about 8.45 in the evening on Wednesday night, officials said. She was placed on a ventilator after her condition deteriorated rapidly, police said in a statement, adding she was declared medically brain dead a short time later. An investigation into her sudden death showed that she had been poisoned. Uh, a colleague recently opened a packet addressed to Craig at the dentist's office containing potassium cyanide. He alerted the uh, nurse at the hospital of the, uh, his suspicions, leading investigators to Craig. Police said Craig allegedly purchased the arsenic and cyanide and secretly dosed Angela in protein shakes. Uh, The arrest affidavit showed text messages between he and his wife the week before her death with Angela complaining, my head feels funny and dizzy, even writing, I feel drugged. According to the affidavit, investigators found that Craig had conducted numerous online searches (coughs) about poisoning, including how how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human and is arsenic detectable in autopsy. You have to imagine can well and thank god this person is that stupid but don't you don't you realize that when you make searches like that online well obviously he didn't all right but we've had so many recently of people who have been nailed by their own search histories yes right yes and they said apparently, ask a friend to look it up for you. they said apparently or, he was doing this to um to be with another woman yes like what just get to just go with the yes. other woman or Steve, go old school and go to the library. Go to the library. You're, yeah. you're going to be or okay. make your first search. How many alarms? Yes. Yeah. What does it mean? Also, how do you kill your wife? The poison. Every time I hear a story like this, I think of the Sixth Sense, where you know the the, the mother's putting the uh, the the, 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 yeah. Yeah. the pine yeah. sol in right. the soup, slowly killing the daughter. Yeah. Uh, the couple had six children together. Oh. Family wow. and friends told police they were struggling financially and that Craig not only had multiple affairs, but that he had previously tr- previously tried to poison her. And he was a dentist. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, you know, administering some kind of medical care to people. Awful. Yeah. Craig has not yet entered a plea. Pennsylvania State Police and dozens of local departments are joining forces to curb aggressive driving, which some say has gotten dangerously out of control. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation announced that more than 80 departments from Bucks, Chester, Montgomery, and Philadelphia counties will join the Pennsylvania State Police in a coordinated aggressive driving enforcement wave to help reduce the number of crashes, injuries, and fatalities on area roadways. Observation from our travels recently. We rented some cars. We drove throughout Florida. We drove several hours, not just around one little town. We did a little, you know, interstate driving. I was driving like I normally do here in the greater Philadelphia area, and I realized I was the most aggressive, aggressive driver, driver on the yeah. highway. Yeah, really. I, I, I honestly, I swear, I kid you not, I was being very cognizant. Now there were a couple of people that were driving faster than me, but for the most part, I was driving more aggressively <laughs> than anyone else, and I was just driving the way I drive right, around here. Right. 
And I really noticed and, we have, we drive aggressively here. And think about it. You're like here in this area, you're not really considered an aggressive driver. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. I, I drive with the flow. I, I kind of go, you know. But That's and, your inclination. Is to, that's how you Yeah. Have, but, you, but I realized that everyone else was driving slower and less, uh, less, uh, Dickish, yeah. right, right. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I've noticed is because my daughter, my 17 year old daughter, is is a new driver, and right. she follows the rules of the road. So she drives as you're supposed to, and and people are a holes out there, and it scares me too because she's just going the speed limit and like doing and and follow, and she's also a rule follower, and she's got like these a holes rules that are that are like uh, you know passing her on like uh, on, on a two lane road that that is a non passing lane and you she know. will eventually become conditioned to Maybe. the way it is probably you know yeah. you, you know what you see and it's happened a couple times recently i was mentioning this to nick when a vehicle is under gps um Oversight, in monitoring, other words, yeah, yeah. monitoring. Sure, <clears throat> and you get behind, like you said, like an Amazon vehicle or whatever. Yeah, my son, right, is a driver, and they they have, have to. to follow the so rules. So when they are following the yep. rules as they are, yep. you realize, Jesus Christ, I know. I'm like a terrible <laughs> driver. Yeah. Really, yep. pretty aggressive here. Yeah. Um, but since you've said that, I, I've noticed that, and I don't get as annoyed with the Amazon drivers. And also, I was just having this conversation. I can't remember if it was with someone in the room or not, but um, the stickers on the cars, like if I see students driver or or first time driver beginning driver whatever mm-hmm. those stickers are i'm like okay yeah. like don't you don't yeah. get up on their ass cut them like a break. Get, try cut to, them a break yeah try to keep yourself like you know uh, as you're raising the gun out the window think oh think again God. and go uh, oh no, maybe I, not today for the drive by uh, no. i actually still get annoyed <laughs> i get annoyed at uh like delivery drivers that park their car on the side of a busy road yes and then i have to stop my pro you know i have to stop what i'm doing because madge you know, uh, got a pack of dry erase markers that she needed delivered to her house, you know? Uh, by the way, I love this text somebody sent in as a, a rule to live by. It says, 85 on 95 to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, the, the governor was doing it, right? Remember uh, uh, when... Uh, um Oh, God, I'm having a break. No, no, no. no. Uh, Rendell, Wolf, his yeah. driver. Oh, Rendell. Yeah, oh, was, right, was, right. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. His driver was called like 9095. Yeah, so, but uh, but I definitely noticed that. It, it <laughs> stood out to me yeah. very clearly. So, funny. you know, I think I think it's us. All right. I think it's us. It's definitely us. Yeah. According to PennDOT, the plan will run through April 23rd and focus on distracted driving, speeding, and work zone awareness. The Transportation Authority adds that police will be on the lookout for violations such as speeding, following too closely, or otherwise aggressive driving practices. More than 20 departments in Bucks County alone are part of the aggressive driving crackdown, including the Warrington Police Department. Officers say an ongoing road work project on County Line Road is causing drivers to cut through back streets, leading to speeding, stop sign, and bus violations. I also think there is a, you could do something with the overly passive drivers, too, who also, I think, end up causing accidents for people around them. You know, people going way too slow on a highway. Or, you know, that drives me crazy as well. Last year, Warrington had 484 traffic-related complaints and has already tallied more than 80 since the start of 2023, according Mm -hmm. to PennDOT. Philadelphia and so-called ring counties combined had uh, 1,326 aggressive driving crashes that resulted in 37 deaths and over 90 suspected serious injuries. We have ring counties. PennDOT says anyone who encounters an, uh, an aggressive driver should safely get out of their way, stay relaxed, avoid eye contact, and rude gestures. The department reminds drivers not to block the passing lane when traveling slower than most of the traffic and do not attempt to pursue the aggressive driver. Whatever happened to the give them a bump campaign?
cane where they recommended you. <laughs> you bump the back of their, yeah. their car. Give them a bump. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. The Sixers ended their eight-game winning streak falling 109-105 to to the Chicago Bulls in double overtime last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid posted his 10th consecutive game with at least 30 points, scoring 37 and adding 16 rebounds. Tyrese Maxey had 22 points and six assists, but the Bulls outlasted the Sixers in the second overtime to get the win. The two teams will play each other again tomorrow night in Chicago. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. The Flyers are at home tonight. They'll host the Florida Panthers at 7 o'clock in its spring training. The Phillies beat the Orioles 14-6 yesterday in Clearwater. The Phils will take on the Pirates this afternoon. First pitch is scheduled for 105. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So we are back in the wonderful confines of the Preston and Steve Studios here in lovely Balakinwood, Pennsylvania, returning from a long, long, long day yesterday of uh, not only getting up early and doing our show and all that stuff, but then traveling and making it back here and uh, all that is involved with that. But hey, What uh, happened to your specs? I forgot my glasses. Oh. Thank you for noticing, yeah, Steve. Yeah. I forgot my uh, keys to get into the building. Oh, oh I, I thought you forgot, forgot my glasses. No, 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 no. At home. Okay. I just left them at home because I. By the time I got home last night, I had time to um, do a little bit of prep work, and then I went straight to freaking bed. When, when I, did you finally get home? What's that? When did you finally get home? Oh, it was around uh, seven o'clock. Wait. I don't remember. Yeah, man. I ended it like five ish. Yeah, I guess around seven. Yeah, I finally got home at seven, and then I had a couple of family things to take care of, eat some dinner, and then I did some prep, and then I oh, passed yeah. the hell out, and I forgot to do my regular nightly uh, up. yeah preparation <laughs> for the following day, which part of it has to do with my glasses and my keys to get in the building. Are you gonna be able to read? Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. I, it's, I think I'm, I'm going to, you know, some names I'll mess up here and yeah. there. Probably. I might have a, read, a pair of readers if you need them. Okay. I'll, I'll, look, for them. I'll definitely let you know. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, we're, we're, it's, it's good to be back home. It is. Yeah. Back in our, in our work home, which is wonderful. So we have a few things going on today. We're going to have uh, actress uh, Lorraine Bracco uh, joining us now. She is promoting the film. Is it called, is it pronounced Jasir? I think I it's Jasir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. J A C I R. It's about a Syrian refugee. Uh, so it's coming up on uh, the, it's opening this week, so we will talk to her later on this morning in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, our friends from Primo Hoagies have given oh. us some goodies today to give away to you. That's right, they're doing a meet and eat, so we'll have a chance to win some gift cards courtesy of Primo Hoagies. Right. And we'll get some Could goodies use while we're here too, so listen up for your chance to win that. And uh, we also have Tattoos Day, yes. so we have our opportunity to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo and I think you know how to do that. You just text the word tattoo to 39333, and you might end up winning a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street to get your Preston and Steve themed tattoo. So these things and more we're going to get into today. So let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. The entertainment report is up. The stupid question. We'll get to it all in a moment. Hang out with us, please. Why don't you? The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. 
on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we are going to give away, as a stupid question prize, a pair of tickets to join Jackie and Brent in a suite at the Worth 400. This is going to be Sunday, April 30th, and it's at Dover Motor Speedway. So NASCAR yeah. roaring back to the Monster Mile, and you'll get a chance to hang out with Jackie and Brent in a suite. Pretty awesome prize. And the question I'll have for you uh, this morning is, yeah, we'll go with this one. Which country was the first to democratically elect a female president? 215263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this, all right? I'll even tell you, it was in 1980. Mm-hmm. Okay, just so we get the correct yeah, answer. Yeah, there we go. Uh, which country was the first to democratically elect a female president? It happened in 1980. 215263 the number. I'll go through some birthdays. While you're calling in with that, today is the 21st day of March. Uh, actor Scott Eastwood, son of Clint Eastwood. Yes. Has his birthday today. We have, did we have him in the studio? We did, didn't we? <sighs> no, you know, we had, we had Kurt Wyatt Russell. Uh, Wyatt, Wyatt Russell, Russell yeah, yeah. yeah. Another son of a famous person. Uh, but uh, You son of a famous person. He was, in, uh, he was in Gran Torino. I don't know who he played in Gran Torino. Uh, but it says here he was also in Fury. Fury. Uh, and I, I don't know who Scott Eastwood. He uh, he was he, obviously a good-looking guy. Um, and uh, what was he? He's, he's been in a couple. He was in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's and now I remember who yeah. he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he played Lieutenant GQ Edwards in that movie. So. GQ, get it? Yep. He turns uh, 37 years old today. Uh, Kevin Federline. Uh, oh, the legend. The uh, turns out to be the more stable one in the uh, Britney Spears relationship. Yeah, when you get him in front of the judge and say he's the more stable one, the right. judge, uh-huh. perhaps we'll leave it with this guy, the yeah. Popo Zhao guy. <laughs> the Popo The kids Zhao will be guy. under the control of the Popo Zhao boy. He had a song called Popo Zhao. Yeah, you guys yeah. remember this. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Oh, this is it. Oh, <laughs> does it do anything besides this? Yeah, it does. Yeah. This is as far as we ever make it. Oi, oi, oi. Okay. And how that never became a hit. I don't I don't get it. Federline is 45 today. That was his attempt at proving that he had musical worth. Uh, it is Matthew Broderick's birthday today as well. Nine times. Yes. Nine times. Nine times. Ferris Bueller himself is 61. 
That would have been, you think they might do, nah, it's, at this point it'd be way too late, but, but some kind of a follow-up as to whatever happened to Ferris Bueller. I would love to see it if it was done right, if you had a real John Hughes acolyte who, you yeah. know, who took it on. I'd say this, um, you know, uh, they, well, they're all around. They could do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that'd be cool. Do you subscribe to the notion that Ferris is merely a figment of the uh, of uh, the imagination. Well, that's in the theory, right? I can see that. Uh, I have never wrapped my mind around that, so I'm not sure. I'd have to take that out for a spin. For there are that. multiple. In fact, one of the there's a really good. There are a couple of them, but there's one in particular that's really good. A documentary about the making of Ferris Bueller, and uh, you know, um, Matthew Broderick was 28, I think, at the time. Right. Uh, but um, it, it it was one of those things that everything sort of fell into place Tetris style, and you have this this classic. So, but but you're saying that, that the character Ferris is not real, right? And that uh, he's, he's a, like a construct of Cameron's or Cameron, something, right? Interesting. That that was his Cameron attempting to free himself from the overbearing father. <sighs> wow. Okay, I'll have to think about that later on today. Uh, he is uh, 61 years old today, Matthew Broderick, uh, Timothy Dalton. He had his run as James Bond, and he was damn good. He, yeah. So he came at the point where you'd had a couple of Roger Moore films, and I love Roger Moore. But they got they got really crazy, uh-huh. and the Timothy Dalton movies brought them back a notch. Uh, yeah, I, and I was kind of something about him I liked, and he shows up in uh, in the last season of The Crown uh, in a pretty cool way, uh, actually. So he turns uh, seven years old today, Timothy Dalton. Uh, it's also Rosie O'Donnell's birthday uh. today. Uh, she was born on the same day as Matthew Broderick. They are both sixty one years old today. She's always looking for that toilet seat. Always. So she's 61. Uh, the great Gary Oldman has oh. his birthday as well. Fantastic. He's... Oh, Gary! <laughs> Oldman! I think he's he's talking about uh, retiring. Retiring. Yeah. I don't want that. No. <laughs> no, he's great. It's Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. Stoker. I said Stroker. Stroker is. Have you met Stroker Ace? <laughs> he drives in NASCAR. <laughs> Uh, Come into my house. Uh, it was great to see him show up in the Batman series. Have you ever seen the Cannonball Run? Uh, and uh, of course, he's Harry Potter. He's Sirius Black. Uh, so he's he's been he's been so the professional. He's just twisted in. Oh, yeah. If you've ever seen that movie, he's sixty five today. And then the last birthday we celebrate today, and uh, we had Pierre on at the end of the program yesterday, and he said he was going to do a workforce block yesterday in anticipation of his birthday. But Roger Hodgson, yes. former lead singer of Supertramp, uh, turned 73. That's one of the regrets that I didn't come by here the day that he stopped them for Likewise. a visit. I really wish I would have been here. Well, if you and I are massive Supertramp fans. Yeah. And also another regret, I never, never got to see them in concert. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Happy 73rd, the great... Roger Hodgson. Oh, that's not him, but uh, yeah, great song. The other guy. He's 73 years old today. It's all good. Yeah. All right. So we're going to see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Uh, which country was the first to democratically elect a female president? It happened in 1980. 215 263 WMMR is the number, and we will go to Rick to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Rick, good morning. Ricky, hold on. Let's try this again. Rick, are you there? I'm here. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, Rick. Yes, I can hear you. What is the answer, please? Uh, Iceland. Iceland. Yes. Oh. 1980. From what I understand. I think so. Yes. All right. Hang on a second, Rick. 
We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets. Join Jack and Bam Bam Brent in a uh, suite at uh, the Worth 400. And it's on Sunday, April 30th at uh, Dover Motor Speedway. NASCAR roars back to the Monster Mile at Dover Motor Speedway. April 28th and 30th, you can be there live in person at the edge of your seat. For all the excitement, get tickets at Dover Motor Speedway. Dot com. All right, so we will begin with a um, pretty wild story and sad about uh, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Uh, the actress, she was placed on a psychiatric hold in California on Monday. A source told today uh, that she will be held for 72 hours and that she hasn't been in contact with her family for quite some time. Page Six reports that Bynes was allegedly walking around downtown Los Angeles naked before she flagged down a car. And told him that she was having a, a psychiatric episode. That's what how she uh, said it, I guess. So this is news, and it comes uh, nearly a year after the star ended her conservatorship. And shortly after, she missed the All That Cast reunion at 90s Con over the weekend. Uh, the reunion would have marked her first public appearance since her conservatorship ended in March of 2022. What do we talk to is going to be there as well? Um... For nineties con, yeah, nineties con, and I and I brought up the um, the Amanda Bynes uh, thing as well, and 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 I forget who it was, but they remember. were excited about it. I remember that. Uh, this is when I heard this news, I, I literally went son of a bitch because mm-hmm. it, so she was out of entertainment, but it seemed like oh, was it Mark Summers? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it looks like that the, the uh, um, those Mark Summers that you had mentioned, uh, right? It was going to be a nineties con. Okay. Yeah, uh, her former co star Kel Mitchell. Spoke with Entertainment Tonight about the What a Girl Wants star's absence prior to the reports of her psychiatric hold. Uh, He said, I've just been praying for her. It's awesome to see that she's doing better, which is great. We're just continuing to pray for her on her journey, and it's answered prayers that she's doing a lot better. Not so much now, it doesn't seem like. Uh, Bynes had been in a personal conservatorship since 2013, and her parents supported the decision to dissolve it. Uh, In the last several years, this is according to, she had said at the time, in the last several years, I've been working hard to improve my health so that I can live and work independently, and I will continue to prioritize my well-being in this next chapter, she said. I don't know how these things work, but I assume it has to be a good sign that she was aware she was having a psychotic episode, right? Yeah, I don't know. But they put her on a man, like a 5150 yeah, right. mandatory psychiatric hold. Uh, but um, if you remember uh, earlier on when she first started having these problems, she was diagnosed schizophrenic. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, she she needs to be on her medication and, and uh, you know, supervised to some extent. She was poised to be huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Her, her star was yeah. was significantly rising. And, and she was great, great comedic actress, yeah. man. Uh, but it's just sad to see that Sydney you know, White. You didn't know that was Snow White. I didn't know uh, it was Snow White. <laughs> uh, but it, it's sad to see that that uh, you know that uh, that a mental disability like that can take hold the way that it does. But, uh, but uh, hopefully, she's going to get the help that she needs. Rachel Zegler is addressing the criticism faced by her new film Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Fury. The movie fell short of its projections at the domestic box office and currently has a fifty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes. Rating from critics, uh, the West Side Story actress wrote on Twitter saying, Hey, our film was actually really good, but mostly I just absolutely loved making it and the people I met whilst doing so. Uh, go see it. Give it a chance. We have an 85% score for a reason. And she said, some people out there uh, and just being senselessly mean and it's unnecessary. And I know, I know. 
if you can't handle the heat and all that nonsense. Uh, and you're right, but our film is actually very good. It's just cool to hate on fun nowadays. That's okay. We're good, she said. I kind of appreciate that. She says, and I, I agree. You yeah. know, there have been things that have been, you know, yeah. torn, torn apart. You see it and see what you think. You I know? saw it. What'd you think? I, listen, I enjoyed it, it. No, it does not. No, no. I mean, it doesn't. I, I listen. I enjoyed it, and yeah. uh, that's right. It stinks. No, stinks. it does not stink. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. It has its moments where you go, okay, this is, yeah. this is you know. Let me ask you this the question. So, him obviously, he is a child. Yeah, you, know, that, be, so, you have to remember that. Right, yes. right. It, it is the way he's acting, and I heard this as a criticism. Is the way that Zachary Levi is acting as the oh, I got superpowers kind of thing, they said it wasn't linear to his kid ver- his kid self. Like, it didn't seem like the same person. Well, he's not the same person, right. though. But, that, he, you have but to- he is the same person morphing with these abilities. Right? Right. right. You know what I'm saying, man. I do know what you're saying. Listen, at this point in, in his Shazam, uh, the, uh, he is almost 18 years old. Right. So, so now he's okay. a little bit cut. Here, okay, because right? now you're a 17 year old with these uh, powers, right? Um, I understand what you're saying, but I mean the reality is, is my sources when, when you turn when you turn into Shazam, you're not that 17 year old kid anymore either, you know. So things change, like your confidence level changes. Right. Uh, I don't know, okay. Uh, but also, it's ah, a superhero hell. movie. Yeah. Like it's it's you know, like uh, I said, like like Black Adam to me. Uh, that's where I, um, uh, superhero fatigue that set in, you know, for black, which I thought was okay. It was okay. I definitely want to see this because I love the movie. How, how, uh, is Philadelphia featured uh, in the movie? Dude, it's huge. Okay. And, and yeah, in fact, uh, we had, um, a lot uh, of references to us. A lot of references. Oh, there is just one point where, and I can't wait to lift the audio from it because he just says something in the word Philadelphia and what he says. And it's really, I was like, Ooh. And I made a mental note. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to we lift this drop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, the director David F. Sandberg took to Twitter on Monday to address critics' response to the new movie. He said, "On Rotten Tomatoes, I got my lowest critic score and my highest audience score on the same film. I wasn't expecting a repeat of the first movie critically, but I was still a surprise because I think it's a good film. Oh well," he wrote. As I've been saying for a while now, I'm very eager to go back, to, eager to go back to horror as well as trying some new things. After six years of Shazam, Shazam I'm definitely done with superheroes for now. He said. Uh, Jason Sudeikis and the cast of Ted Lasso appeared at a White House press briefing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was to address the issue of mental health, and that's kind of a theme that runs through the movie, the, the, the yeah, show, especially with Ted himself. Yes, uh, Sudeikis took to the podium as his co-star stood behind him and said, uh, "No matter who you are." No matter where you live, no matter who you voted for, we all probably, I assume, know someone who has or have been that someone ourselves, actually, that struggled and that's felt isolated, that's felt anxious, that's felt alone. He said it's actually one of the many things, believe it or not, that we all have in common as human beings. Uh, And then he added that uh, one of the big themes of Ted Lasso is that people are there for one another. He said check in with... You know, your neighbor, your coworker, your friends, your family, and ask how they're doing and listen sincerely. It was wonderful to see the cast there, yeah. uh, you know, doing that deal. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> the show really has, if you've been avoiding it, um, jump on in because it has, it's so much more than just a, what you might think, a, like a sitcom. It's 
Yeah. Th- these are th- these are people, and everybody has multiple aspects to their personality. They're not one dimensional. Now, I haven't watched this press conference, but uh, they they take some questions, and uh, the guy who plays Trent Krim no is in the audience from the Independent from the Independent, no way. And, and apparently stands up and asks him a question. So I definitely want to uh, to watch this at the South by Southwest premiere of Air over the weekend. Ben Affleck said that he consulted Michael Jordan about casting for the film, and the basketball superstar had only one person in mind when it came to who would play his mother. So uh, Ben said, I got the strip, a script. I had a chance to talk to Michael. He said, Michael Jordan is, for those of you who don't know, the most intimidating, intimidating, impressive man you will ever see in real life. <laughs> and he shared that uh, Jordan had a, quote, look of reverence and awe and love and gratitude and innocence and he just said, none of this would have ever happened without my mother doing everything. And then Affleck asked him who he wanted to play the part of his mother. He said, well, it has to be Viola Davis. And Affleck says, I said, do you know that that's like saying, can I play basketball when you're out on your court? And you say, yeah, if you get Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he added, uh, uh, so Ben Affleck said, Viola Davis is the best actor I have ever seen. Ben Affleck said that? That's what wow. Ben Affleck said. Well, so she's damn good. He is in awe of her. So it uh, was uh, awesome that uh, he wanted her when to it, be what is that? What is that premiering? I'm not sure. Uh, by the way, speaking of Ben, uh, he shared that. I want to hear more. That he is in a celebrity Wordle group ah. <laughs> that includes Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, and Bradley Cooper. Oh, I should be a part Matt of that. Matt Damon. He said, actually, the first rule of Wordle is you don't talk about Wordle. Wordle Club. Uh, unless you get in, uh, unless you get it in three guesses, he said. I used to do the crossword compulsively in the mornings and think that I was good at word games. And let's face it, going up against actors, it's not a high bar. <laughs> He said, I expected to do fairly well, so I was seriously humbled. He said, you have to do the Wordle, the Quirtle, and the Octordle. I do all of those. And add up your score. Oh. And then whoever has the lowest score wins for the day. It's fiercely competitive. Oh, I and like there's that. a lot of mockery and derision, he says. Okay. You guys, did you do that? Uh, no, but I like that. I like the the different games and adding up the score instead um, of just sending the one. Cause that's a good kind of, idea. Yeah. Well, the only one that I... Well, okay. I guess... Uh, yeah, because uh, Quirtle doesn't give you a score. Octurtle gives you a score, and then Wordle, your score is just not Myrtle. Myrtle. I don't it has know. to give some sort of score if they're using it. Well, if uh, the Wordle would be how many guesses? It yeah, takes. No, and, but that would but be your with, score. But with Quirtle, it doesn't necessarily. So I don't know how they they do that. I guess maybe per word or how however many guesses it takes for you. Because here's the deal. Octurtle actually gives you a score. It's like, oh, you got a 60 on this one, or you got a 65. I like Octurtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going, <laughs> here's the deal. I'm going to, I have a phone number that could or could not be Bradley Cooper's phone number. I'm going to start sending him my Wordle every single Give day. Give it a shot. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like yes, he's yeah. going to blow us off. Right. Yeah. That he, that's he's happened already. Been blowing me Wouldn't off. Wouldn't that be wild if that was our way yeah. back to Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Eventually he's going to say, who is this? Yeah. And like, that's no, perfect. It's Casey. Yeah. Casey. Yeah, it's look, Casey. I'm here with Ben Affleck. Let's Dude. put him on the phone. Dude, I'm going to say it's Casey, and he might think it's Casey Affleck. Oh, it's Casey. <sighs> Yeah. And oh book them on the show. And roll with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely roll with it. All right. Uh, let's see. I have a lot of stuff here. How about uh, this one? In a recent interview with Entertainment Tonight, Julia Fox denied using diabetes medication Ozempic for weight loss. Julia Fox? Yeah. 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 
Uh, she said, all these people are coming for me saying that I take the weight loss things. People are saying that I'm taking Ozempic or whatever it's called. Ju- I'm not, and I never have. Julia Fox is, is Kanye West's ex-girlfriend, oh, and Uncut she was Jam. also from Uncut Gems. Okay. Uncut Gems. Oh, wait, is that her? Yeah. That's her. Uh, okay. So, you know, the Ozempic jokes were flying fast and furiously at the Oscars. Kimmel had a few, uh, and apparently oh, they just, they're all using Ozempic, Preston. Huh? Yeah, why not? not? Yeah. yeah. It works. Peels off eight or ten pounds, yeah, and then you're good to go. Uh, let's see. Black China made her first public appearance since having her facial fillers dissolved. It was in that event for her Elements magazine cover over the weekend. She, Kathy, you'd uh, listen to what she's saying now. She talks about the Botox and all this stuff and getting that stuff, you know, she says she had a bad experience with it. I mean, she she was able to land a Rob Kardashian, but, you know, <laughs> there is a like, downside. Could you tell? Not really. No. She said, I'm just tired of the look. It's just not flattering. It's just not what I look like. Uh, she told her doctors in a recent Instagram video, it totally changed my face, and I'm ready to get back to Angela. Mm. Uh, she said, black China's black China, and I feel like I've outgrown that. Well, listen, that's a legendary character in the world of entertainment, black China, but uh, the time has come and gone. She's got 16 million followers on Instagram. So She claims that when she did her OnlyFans page <clears throat> that she made uh, $180 million. No. I no. doubt that seriously. Yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, that's what she's claiming. I do. Listen, I, I really don't care about her, but I do like that she's... Doing this, yes. You don't, you know. I okay, mean, I mean, listen. A couple people have done this after. You know what I mean? After get rid been, of everything. Yeah, after because it gets to be too much. It, it's like I mean, it's like a. It takes a lot for them to continue this, and it gets out of control so fast. All right, we're looking at a side by side picture of her, and uh, her lips definitely look better. Look yep. better, yeah. way yeah. better, right? Yeah. Her, her. Uh, now she, I, I wonder if she had the jaw sculpting that thing where they it's basically lipo for your jaw. Mm. I don't know, though, because look at the right side. The right side looks <clears throat> a little more pointy. I think the left yeah. side, maybe pointy the, face. The, the, the fillers are gone, and it's sort of just filled out her face. She looks better. She looks more natural, at least, you know. Is it safe to say at this point that we adore her? Uh, no. no. Okay. Not at this point. <laughs> uh, today reports that Adam Sandler was honored with the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor over the weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Drew Barrymore, Conan O'Brien, Chris Rock, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Buscemi, Dana Carvey, and Luis Guzman all took the stage at Washington's Kennedy Center to honor the Happy Gilmore actor. Uh, Sandler thanked his parents and siblings for that, quote, weird, irrational confidence thing that I guess I still have. Do we have any of his acceptance? Uh, we should, oh, Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, case. I mean, A lot of people really couldn't quite understand it. Yeah, so... Okay. <laughs> Please, Billy, please, no, <laughs> tonight. Uh, so he said the uh, the event is set to be broadcast on <laughs> CNN on Sunday, so we'll be able to see it. He now. got really distracted by, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess maybe he thought the trophy was like a, a bird or something yeah. like that. Stop looking at me, Swan. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, but then that's, uh, in, amongst the world of comedy and comedians, this is one of the most highly coveted yeah. awards you could get. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's distraught. Yeah. So, uh, all right, I, I feel that, that I have to report on this, though I know nothing about it or any of the people <laughs> on it. Is it not Vanderpump Rules? It is. It is. Oh, According to Variety, Bravo <laughs> released a mid-season teaser on Monday for season 10. Of, what the f- Of Vanderpump Rules. And season 10! 
The preview provides a glimpse at the fallout surrounding Scandoval, Tom Scan- uh, Sandoval, sorry. Or no, they're calling they it. They call it Scandoval. Scandoval. Yeah. Oh, are you a, it. Uh, are you a pumpy? That's talking, a Vanderpump fan. Yeah. No, I'm not a pumpy. Uh, I'm a Vanderman. Which the show... <laughs> Wouldn't that make you a Manderpump? I'm a Vanderman. Yeah. Or a Manderpump. <laughs> I am not, well... I'm a Manderpump. I don't know what they're calling. No, I don't know. All right, anyway. An orthopod? Uh, so the, uh, so yes, uh, it's the fallout surrounding Scandoval, Scandoval, which the show resumed, uh, filming in order to capture in the teaser, Tom Sandoval tells Ariana Maddox, his former girlfriend of nearly a decade, whom he cheated on with his co-star Raquel Levis. He said, I wish we both would have tried harder. And later he, he opens he opens a cabinet and asks her, you want anything? And she replies, for you to die. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was she doing in the cabinet? I don't know. Wait, <laughs> I don't know what this is all about. But she said, for you to wow, die. Man, that is brutal. Wow. If wow. I gave a rat's ass, I'm sure this would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, what what is this lengthy <laughs> apology you pulled up on his Instagram page? I, I think it's a week or two old, Preston. Oh, okay. Maybe we referenced it before. It's a, his most recent post, uh, which is from back from March eighth. I'm, I'm very sorry, and I apologize with all my heart. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except it took nine paragraphs to convey that. Yeah. All right, uh, a couple other quick things. No more Vanderpump. No, that's all oh, I have. Man, that's all I have on Scandival. Scandival. Uh, Sounds like a cruise line. A recent episode of The View, Christina Ricci revealed that someone threatened to sue me once, she said, only because I didn't want to do this sex scene in a certain way. Uh, She said this came in response to a question about how Hollywood has changed for younger women. She said, us older ladies talk about it all the time. It's amazing to see uh, that they don't necessarily have to go through the things uh, we had to go through. They're able to say, I don't want to do this sex scene. I'm not going to be naked. I can't tell you how depressing it is to hear that Christina Ricci calls herself older ladies. I know. Are you kidding me? I know. She's a little kid. I uh, said they can set boundaries for themselves that uh, we were never allowed to do. What was that movie? Uh, was it Black Snake Moan? Yes. yes. The one where she's chained. Uh, Samuel up, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And topless for that? Well, she's, I, yeah. yeah. I never saw it. Was yeah. it any good? Okay. It's weird. Last story. Uh, according to Variety, Dancing with the Stars alum, Juliana Hoff, will be returning to the show to co-host the 32nd season okay. yeah. alongside Alfonso Ribeiro. Has she ever co-hosted that, Kathy? I think she she's was like a, a guest judge before. Yeah. I don't, she's never hosted it. All right. They're giving got- t- t- uh, Tanya, right? Who is it, Banks? Is she- oh, t- uh, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Uh, she is, uh, the bum's rush? She, well, she's not returning. She okay. says what she said. Get out of here. <laughs> so who's out front with the judges, the, the host? The Alfonso, Tom- Alfonso Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Okay, and so she is the Brooke. Burke it was who used to do it, right? Was that who it was? Yeah. Um, in the back with the dancers after they dance no, no. talking. To Probably. Them. So they're both the way they have it now. They're yeah. They're well, they're they're front? both up front. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I think they trade off on who's back talking to the. People. I wish she would just dance again because she was probably one of my favorite dancers. Really? She is so good. Yeah. She was awesome. a singer. Yeah. No, she was no. a dancer. No, she was. A dancer. I, she did try a singer. No, she, she was, was a, a dancer. dancer. Dinks, oh my god. She said, it is such an honor to be rejoining Dancing with the Stars as co-host. The show holds such a special place in my heart from the many years and different roles that I have had uh, the privilege of being a part of. Uh, Shut the f*** up! Wow, Mark is upset today. She is back at it, so there you go. 
All right, so we're ready to roll out the clips, y'all. Shrinking stars Harrison Ford as a shrink in his first ever comedic role. And here, writer and Ted Lasso star Brett Goldstein talks about how he recruited Ford for the project. And here we go. We offered it to Harrison Ford almost like a joke. Like, let's waste a week while we try and get Harrison Ford. And he says no, and then we'll move on to the realistic getting on with the lives. He said yes. It was very quick as well. Like, it was almost too easy. Yeah! Uh, Shrinking is available on Apple TV now. It's funny because Brett Goldstein plays Roy Kent mm-hmm. on uh, Ted Lasso, who is constantly angry. Yes. All the time. Gruff yeah. voice. But Brett Goldstein as yeah. a person is like this happy. You can hear it in right. his voice. Yeah. He's like this smiling, happy guy. <laughs> it's so contrary. So are you, who's watching this? I am. Uh, and do you like it? I love it. Really? I love it. It has and, and is I, Harrison Ford funny. He's great. Yeah, he's so good. He's such a refreshing like. Um, yeah, I just you, you got like watch the new it. Black China. No, no, <laughs> no. But like, it's his, you know, his character is is like super layered, and you know, he comes off as like gruff and and whatever. But and, and I hate to draw comparisons to uh, uh, to Ted Lasso because it's not Ted Lasso, but I you get the vibes, the same sort of vibes from it. Like, it's a feel good. Okay. You know, that's that's sort of encased in uh drama. Okay. I yeah. watched the the first episode and I'm I'm going to go back for more. It's it's definitely yep. I I, got, I just have to find the time to watch it. By the way, it's been renewed for a second season. Great. Nice. Apple Great. TV Plus, which is excellent. All right, here's the next clip. Donald Glover shines a daunting light on obsessive fan behavior in the new thriller series called Swarm. And in this clip, stop looking at me, Swarm. <laughs> Co-star Chloe Bailey. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> Co-star Chloe Bailey discusses her preparation for the role. Even the offer to have a meeting with Donald, the casting director was like, watch the piano teacher and, you know, just be refreshed on Atlanta. And I've always loved Atlanta. I, I just thought it was so genius and skilled with the writing. And I've never seen a piano teacher, right? So I really had no expectations about what it was about. I, I just thought it was a French film about a piano teacher. Man, was I mistaken. Could you shut up? Uh, Swarm is... Stop looking at me, Swan! <laughs> so the word is that, uh, is Billie Eilish in this as well? I think she's uh, doing a her dramatic debut. I don't know. And I saw a clip of her and she looks very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swarm is now available on Amazon. It's too much to watch. Prime. Stop looking at me, Swan. All right, there you go. That's what I have. The Entertainment Report this morning. All right, you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Josh Groban can't catch a break. Hey, he he had debuted in Sweeney Todd, right? Yes. One more time. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You raised me Shut the f*** up. Are we the only ones that get yeah, kicked exactly. out of that? I just, I think, I think I like Josh Groban, camera low, facing up with the light beaming from behind him, trying to be as inspirational as possible. Yeah. And Mark Summers in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy doesn't care for it. Shut the f- up. Uh, yeah, no, it, I just, it's so much. Okay. It's all the time. That's, we are about nothing but excess. <laughs> yes, we, right, we right, right. We beat everything into the ground and yes. then grind it further. Yep, that Correct. we do. Yeah. All right, well, listen, well, we're excited to uh, to have an opportunity for you to experience what we did over the past few days, and we have a chance for you to win a trip to Universal Orlando Resorts. And the way this is going to work, and it's do, it's this uh, this way today through Friday, 
uh, listen at 8 a.m., and we're going to present the Presidency Photo Hunt Challenge to you. You get a clue on air, and then you check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. Listen later in the show to be the correct number caller and identify the photo and answer from the clue. And you can win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resorts with flights provided by Spirit. And all the details are at WMMR.com. So we have another one coming up. Yes. So excited. Excited about that. Just can't hide it. Uh, We also have uh, Lorraine Bracco is going to be joining uh, us on the show a little bit later on. We have your chance to win some stuff from our friends at Primo Hoagies. They're dropped off some gift cards. We'll give those away. And I can't wait to hear Nick's bathroom story. Uh Apparently, that's something that uh, we're going to be told in a little bit. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. Listen weekdays. Preston and Steve are hosting a photo hunt challenge at WMMR.com. And you'll need the on-air clue to call in for the chance to win an amazing three-night trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. Only one place immerses you into the action of your favorite films and TV shows then combines it with better hold-on-tight thrills in a way no one else does or can. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. Listen at 8 a.m. for that day's photo clue so you know what you're hunting for in the photo gallery. Later in the show, the correct number caller with the correct answer could win the grand prize trip. Preston and Steve's trip a day to Universal Orlando Resort for complete Thanks, Kath. Uh, You wanted to mention something, Kathy, concerning Kathy's cuts. Yeah, so um, I've been getting a ton of emails. People want to know if it's happening. It is happening. We'll release all of the details uh, probably... I don't know, in the next in the next week or two. Um, but we had to make a couple of changes with the event, and we're looking for another salon that wants to be involved. Um, I get emails all of the time uh, about this, and, you know, we kind of have been set for years. We've had the same salons uh, over the years. So if anybody is interested, send me an email, Kathy at WMMR.com, and I would highly recommend, if you're a salon in Jersey, send me an email, because we've never oh. gone to New Jersey. So okay. oh, that'd be great. Yeah, if there's anybody over there that, that would be interested in taking place, I can send you all of the details, what it entails when you email me, and then we'll, you know, we'll see if maybe your location would work out for us. How many stylists uh, or chairs do you oh, think you need? Right. So, um, we typically look for anywhere between, at one salon, uh, between like 8 and 11. Okay. Uh, we would love if you had 11 stylists that would donate their time and do this, um, but, you know, sometimes that's not always possible. Right. Yeah, because some are smaller. You know, right. you only have a couple of chairs yeah. and so. Yeah. All right. And the duration tends, is during the morning shown a little bit later on. Correct. So. Yeah, so so the duration would be, uh, you know, usually we start at 5.30, and it usually goes till about... That's a.m., by the way. Yeah, a.m., 11 or 11.30 in the morning, and then obviously there's cleanup. So a lot of times the salons either have to close for the day, or uh, they will close for the morning and then open after everything's cleaned up. Cool. All right, reach out to Kathy, Kathy at WMMR.com. All right, so we we got back uh, last night uh, from our trip in uh, Florida. Um, and did the standard, you know, going to the, the airport, dealing with that whole deal. Uh, you and I managed to score middle seats, which uh, we were really hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Marissa, all five feet of Marissa, 
uh, sat in the, uh, she had a window seat in the emergency exit aisle. <laughs> By the way. All the room in the world. What, what, air, what flight attendant looked at you and said, yeah, you're the one who's going to rescue everyone if, if all hell breaks loose? It's funny you say that, Steve, because as I was sitting there, I, I slept the mo- from the moment I got on there to the whole time. And yeah. I decided that they would have looked at me and said, you stand here and make sure nobody gets in the way. Just <laughs> right, hold right, everyone yeah. back. For the record, Preston. I know. As soon as I got it, I looked at you and she my did. face dropped. And he's like, what? And I was like, I... I got a window seat. Do you want it? And uh, you're like, no, I can't take it. And I, are, are you sure? I I wanted to give it to you. Yeah. That's sweet. It was nice. Well, but, I, you know, I didn't want to take her seat. And then later on, we're on the plane, and she sends me a picture of her legs all stretched out. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know it was an emergency <laughs> exit aisle. I would have totally Neither. taken it from you then. Yeah. Neither did I. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm, I'm wondering how that works, because um, Marissa got, the, oppor- got uh, the option to bail out of the flight, take a thousand thousand dollars from the airline and and give her seat to somebody else so um they didn't have they obviously didn't have enough seats on there and then you without having to pay for it got put in the emergency exit aisle yeah i'm assuming the timeline was like 12 hours out they were offering me a thousand dollars and then by the time we got to the airport it was down to like 250 dollars and then i never had a seat the whole time i was checked in but it said go to your gate to get your seat Do you know they were calling your name why didn't you tell me that? Because you weren't there. Well, we yeah, were, we were eating lunch. We were at Ruby Tuesdays having yeah. vegan burgers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I got up, they probably were sitting, they were probably holding out to see if anybody would have paid right. to take those seats last do. minute. And then when nobody did, they just filled them. Okay. Uh, why wouldn't you tell me they were calling my name? Because yeah, you weren't you there. You, you could have texted but her. You could have texted us. Yeah, I guess I could have. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Preston, I had Marissa a... Magnata, Marissa Magnata, an irate woman is looking for you. Uh, I had a window seat and a uh, exit aisle as well. All right, well, anyhow, it's all behind us I, now. I, yeah. I didn't text Water under the bridge. I didn't text her because I was so traumatized by the story Nick told me. All right, uh, and this is where we're going to now. Uh, Nick apparently has some sort of a story to share with us from yesterday. After this story happened, I sat on it for a good 45 minutes because I didn't quite know how to process it. Okay. And, and I, uh, so uh, we dear, all got to dear, the airport. Jesus. We all got to the airport at different times. Uh, Steve and Kyle and I arrived, I think, first and um, those guys had bags to check. So you guys checked your bags. I, I went to uh, grab a bite to eat. And so I was hanging out uh, Steve, I did not go through the security area. And then once you guys got through, I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll find them on the other side. Right, right. It, it, was, it was a little obtuse. It was. Uh, because it's one of those detached. The terminals are actually detached from yeah. the, you have to take the tram over. And once no we got, problem. once I got separated from you guys, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'll meet them at the gate. Right. right. And then the security line was actually kind of long yesterday. So processing through all that took a while. So I grabbed a bite. I was just sitting there uh, scrolling through Instagram or whatever. And I go, <laughs> I go to the bathroom. And here's where the story begins. I go to the bathroom and uh, I walk into the bathroom and it smells terrible. Now, that's not uncommon when going into the bathroom, but this one was like pungent and strong and uh, fecal. And I um, uh, look to, um, so I'm standing at the urinal. (laughs) Fair warning, this is just disgusting. Okay, all right, heads up. Uh, And I'm I'm standing at the urinal and to my right, I see um, a guy with, uh, uh, at the bottom of the uh, stall, his legs are are splayed out underneath, uh, like you can see his legs splayed out. Yeah. And then I, I hear him defecate. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Not, mind you, into the toilet, but onto the floor. I'm sorry. He's crapping on the floor. He's in a stall. In a stall. Crapping on the floor. Okay, hold on. on. I have a question. You said legs splayed out. Like uh, you can see his legs um, he's spread about. Sitting on the floor. Not sitting on the floor. Oh. You can just, like, see his legs spread, but not... Like, I thought maybe he was, like, had, had pulled his pants down and then was, like, pulling them up. He's He's positioned in a way... 
that's not normal for somebody who is sitting on the toilet. And it turns <laughs> out the reason why is he's not actually sitting on the toilet. He's he's to the left of it. And so I'm like, what the hell? And all of this is, I'm, you're trying to like process what's happening, right? <laughs> because it's, 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 it's pretty easy to get it yeah, in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, to hit yeah. the hole. Yeah, yeah, it's, the, yeah. the, the stall itself, not even, that wide. Even your worst golfer can nail that one. So right, then, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to figure out how he is like positioned. Position. Right. Is yeah. he, is, would okay, would so his hiney be facing the toilet or the wall of the stall? Right, I'm in the stall, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. here's the toilet sitting behind me. Uh-huh. And uh, and so Nick is standing over here and I'm the dude who's going to crap on the floor. Right, right. <laughs> and, and here's what happens. His legs are like this, spread out this way to the right of the He's toilet. shifted uh, to the side of the toilet. Right. right. This is, which there's barely enough room to do, I would imagine. It's, exactly. Yeah. There's and, not a lot of room in that stall. It's a normal stall. It's not the handicap stall or whatever. That's just yeah. wondering initially if he's holding no. on to the bar. Yeah. So then I hear uh, him uh, run out and then run back in. And when he ran out and then ran back in. Hey, guys. He's, no, he slams the door. So clearly something's going on. He's embarrassed. Oh, no. And, um, but what he ran out to do was grab as many paper towels as he could. And then he runs back into the stall and he starts cleaning up some of it, but not all of it. So I'm watching this happen. And I, 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 um, I cannot believe it in my brain what I'm actually seeing at the, at the moment. I get to the sink to wash my hands after urinating. And then I'm looking, I'm looking at this in the point, mirror. Do you even need to do that now? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, ran out of well, there. right. I mean, I, that that thought crossed my mind. But I'm yeah. standing like this, Steve, and uh, you're the stall yeah. behind me, back over here. And I'm looking in the mirror, like I'm looking at Preston, and I'm walking back over yeah. my shoulder, and I'm looking at the floor, and it's covered in poop. Is it loose? Covered? Yes. Oh, god! It was. God. It, he had diarrhea. Okay. But so, <clears throat> here's my question: <laughs> <laughs> When getting into the bathroom stall, yeah. Why that approach? Why did it? Why what possessed him? So I I text. So then all of this happens. Yeah, and I walk out of the bathroom. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what, man? I, do I just tell everybody on the show now? Because yeah. I wanted to tell you guys what I had just seen. And I had to sit down and think about it for a while. All right. So just out of pure curiosity, did you get a look at this person? No, because he sprinted out. And then I thought, do I do I tell, like, the cops? Do I tell airport security? Like, is this a, a, patrol? Is this an offense of something that, like, well, or just, like, is he in need of assistance at this right. point? Like, did something happened to this guy where he might need medical assistance. Well, you tell Code 11 douche, uh, deuce uh, dropped in the home. Yeah, what would you, how would you even I would you tell do? somebody. I would tell somebody. Because it needs to, at the very, very least, it needs to be cleaned up with some yeah. industrial cleaner. Yeah. Right? I chose not to do that. Oh, wow. I, d- I didn't know <clears throat> what to do. I, Casey, I was like... They uh, should have some sort of, like, in a train where you pull on a cord or something. I, I mean, I probably should have gone to security, but at the moment, I, like, I, I was so overwhelmed by what I had just seen. That was amazing. And I, like, also <laughs> didn't want to... <laughs> embarrass the guy any further. Like, I don't. I don't want people to have to go in and like. I don't know. I, I just didn't know what to do. Well, maybe, maybe maybe a helpful hint. Like, Nick, maybe like, I made the roll call. Like next time, try to go in the toilet. Yeah, that would be nice. Open up the stall and I'm see what's one, going on. I'm wondering if he had some sort of physical malady or something or something that he was trying to balance himself. It seems damn near impossible <laughs> right. to miss the toilet. And as Preston pointed out, there's not a lot of room between the toilet uh-huh. and those. The stall wall. And so some of it started getting mopped up right. by the paper towels and whatever oh else they brought back God. in. And, and, yeah, I mean, like... When How he, long did you stay and watch? Um, as long it took, as it took to wash my hands I and, wonder, then, and to get the hell out. I, not that this is an excuse or anything like that, but have you ever tried to clean something up and realize that you're making more of a mess by trying to clean yes. it up? Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. that's what the guy was doing. He was kind of, like, moving it around oh, yeah. while God. doing it. And, hey. and at that point, he's like, all right, I, I, I'm, I I'm done. Yes, yeah, sir, with leave. the ponytail, could you help me with the... Uh... I, I thought maybe, like, at that point, you, you he's probably going to have to throw away... 
half of his pants or his yeah. wardrobe at this point. I, I don't know how it wasn't all covered. Like, oh, how did he get on a flight that's what I was after thinking. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, so we, I wasn't through security yet. So maybe it was an employee of the airport or maybe it was just somebody who has dropping somebody off because I was still on the... Right, on the, okay. the uh, oh, entrance okay. side of the security line. I had not gone through security. So maybe he wasn't even flying that day. It's the wild, wild west sometimes in those bathrooms. Yes, and it I is. Just, after it had happened and after I watched all of it, I just needed to put it behind me and move on with my day and get through security <laughs> and, and get the hell out of that city. You go to church. There's like, there's, uh, I know they have like like some sort of like little church set up in the, uh, yeah. in the airport. Yeah. Hey, um, do you remember if it was Terminal A or Terminal B? It was in between. Well, um, so when you walk into Terminal A, uh, the the food court was, I think, was in between the two. I don't know that uh, ever. That could have been the culprit. Well, I just know that uh, Preston and I had used a bathroom as soon as like, we dropped off the in Terminal A. We dropped off the car uh-huh. at the car rental, walked through the doors, and then we used the bathroom that's directly to the right there. It was well, upstairs before the security line, but by the food court. In, okay. in there was uh, I, I in, there was a uh, Casey. There was a urinal that had a big plastic bag over. Remember, because it was out of order. Yes. So you would have yeah. remembered that probably. Hey, if that how was populated was the bathroom at the time this went down? I don't know, medium amount. Like uh, okay. you know, there were a few people. Did you guys all agree to meet uh, back there a year? For- <laughs> yeah, like did, did, did anybody else make, make, hey. con- like, make eye contact with somebody else? Like what no. is going on? No, nothing. no. I, I didn't want to. Um, was there any high fiving? I didn't want to have any human interaction interaction with anybody at that point. <laughs> I wanted to get out of there. I wanted I, to put it behind me. I would have gone talk about it on the radio. The next day. Got into the other stall, Nick. Peered over the top. What's going on in here? Hey, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it just was, um, it was a new one. I had never experienced that before. Yeah. Just, I've seen, so I've seen people, um, you know, uh, a couple of times defecating on the street. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing a guy get up on a, on a, um, on a, on a garden box and take a dump. This was years ago in, uh, in downtown Manhattan. Um, but I've never seen diarrhea like that, especially when you are nary inches from a receptacle, a I toilet. Think, I think I saw a disgruntled hotel manager take a dump in a uh, suitcase. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a documentary? Yeah, yeah. it was a documentary. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I listen. I, I, I try not to. Uh, to, to well, no, 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 no. I try not to use <clears> a uh, when I. When I take a dump, I like to be in the in familiar surroundings, right? Like, like above I, a toilet. I, I only use a public toilet for that if I really have to go. Sure. And I and I sometimes assume when I go to a place like an airport and I see loads of people filling up the stall that they might be in that exact same situation as well. You're not a- like. I, I'm sorry. I just have to do this now. You're not a hoverer, though, right? Oh no, no, yeah. I don't care about you, that. You go in that all doesn't in, bother as me. do I. It's more. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's more the the sounds and so on that right. I'm a little embarrassed by. If I have to make sounds, <laughs> whether they come from my mouth or my ass, like this, I will occasionally grunt if I if I'm having a difficult time. Somebody yeah. texted this in, and, and this actually might have merit. I don't know if it's true or not, but this right. person says that it might, the the guy in the stall might have been changing a colostomy bag because oh, sometimes oh, those can possible. spill out. And I like, was going to mention Crohn's or colitis. Yeah, yeah. and and so. Uh, I want to know, and I don't want to know because if it's a colostomy bag, that's I get it. it's understandable. And if it wasn't that, I'm like, what, uh, what led you to this low state? Yeah, low let me. And- low <laughs> it was so. <laughs> Hang on, Alicia wanted to comment on that very type okay. of thing. Hi, Alicia. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. It says you are a nurse. Yes, I'm okay. a nurse. Um, been working for 15 years. In the early part of my career, I worked at a nursing home, and I had this woman who, unfortunately, had a colostomy bag, and she would call me. She knew I was on at 3 o'clock. Alicia, 
hurry, convert mm. my bag sheets bag. It would fill with gas to the point where sometimes it would just pop. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. So all over the place. So, I mean, my Can first- you use those for gender reveals? That would be... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to eat nothing but blueberries. I'm going to eat blueberries. It's a boy! Yeah, I mean, if there was a very strong odor as well, that's another indicator that it might have been a class. You know what, Alicia? And listen, it's difficult for people to handle those things. And my heart goes out to anybody. You know, a friend of mine had to deal with one for a while, a couple of friends. And it's 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 no walk in the park. That actually sounds like a viable culprit here. Yeah, that, that, because yeah. my grandfather had one, and, the, and what Alicia was describing, he went through as well. There would be times where there would be there was gas in the yeah. bag, and so you would kind of have to make yeah. it fart a little bit. Burp you know? it, yeah. yeah, burp it like a, like bagpipes. Let the air escape. And yeah. The poor woman's roommate. She would always have like fifteen air fresheners because the smell was. Pretty intense. Yeah, and yeah. Like, are you opening that bag? Yeah, my dad's like, no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There should be some sort of bagpipe type thing that allows you to, to uh, right? Get some music out. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. The Highland. <clears throat> what is those bags that you put on at the hospital where you fill it with ice and then clamp it? Yes. The clip, that's literally what, what they're doing. And then there's also an area that's called the stoma where you adhere the bag with special powders and... Um, adhesive, and sometimes that falls off unexpectedly, and you can have. No, it's it, it, okay. there. There are there are a wealth of issues that can arise. Obviously, but yeah, you know, you, you raise a good point. I mean, that, I think that was the case, and that the indication about the smell that she was describing. I rem- I remember that with my grandfather, and it's like it's not just a normal bathroom smell. It's it's much more intense on a comedy level. It'd be great if you just missed the toilet. <laughs> and I'm gonna when I go to sleep tonight, that's what I'm gonna think of. Yeah, so sorry, that, that might make sense because you said the guy seemed uh, when he he came out quickly panicked. and maybe he was panicked. distraught. Yeah. He, he ran out and then he ran back in uh, with a whole bunch of paper towels. Oh no! Look at this. Yeah. Oh, right. Imagine yeah. you get that on your clothes, and oh. you got to fly, and oh man, what do you do? Say you just done a morning show, and yeah. you, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, uh, hang on a second. Let me go to this is uh, separate from this, but I will go to Barbara because this sounds uh, disturbing. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. Hi. Um, yeah, my mom used to work at Penny's in the King of Prussia Mall. Yes, and and people would go into the fitting room and take a poop right in the fitting room. They would take what? a dump in the fitting rooms. Oh my god! That's yeah. where I yeah. pee. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not what it's for. It's for peeing. Uh, you know what? I have no doubt that's the case, Barbara. I mean, Why? What so let's say, do you think when that <clears throat> was that a a product of I I have no time to wait. I have no place to go. Or do, or do people just, is that a kink? Would someone get off on going and doing that? No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was some kind of weird fetish or something, you know, or getting off on, like, having to, you know, that, that the employee would go in there and find that. <sighs> I think you might be right because there's a load of bathrooms in the mall. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this gal at the shop. She's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> she works like there. Me. I think I'm going to poop. And She's going to notice. I left something for you in the fitting room. <laughs> I can't afford a Vermont teddy bear. <laughs> She's so kind of notice me now. But I yeah. molded it to look like one. Oh, my God. I love you. Um, oh there is a lot. Again, Colossi bag, not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Willingly going in to take a dump in a fitting room? That's another your fault. Story. Yeah. That's your yeah. fault, without question. Oh, my God. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm not sure what this is. Let me go to Laura. Hey, Laura, good morning. Good morning. Hey. Oh, my gosh. 
Thank you for taking my call. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, the guy had Cetus. Um, so Cetus is this explosive watery diarrhea. It's spread by spores. You got to wash your hands with like soap, a lot of soap, a lot of bleach. We can't say that word. Hey, yeah. Hang Sorry. on, yeah. Laura. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't say. It. You're a nurse for crying out loud. <laughs> you know all the technical terms. So, Laura, are you Sorry. suggesting? Are you suggesting that Nick's encounter was with a, a man who is experiencing this? With the, it, it's such a pungent, disturbing odor okay. when you go in there, and I mean, it is like water bursting out of people. Did that? Right. Did that have that yeah. sort of? I mean, it, like, and, and the description that Laura is giving is pretty accurate because it was kind of like Nick. Show me the video again. All over the floor. But why? But yeah, but why would he be to the side of the toilet? Like the colostomy bag makes more sense hands. to me. He was probably in a rush, and I've seen this at the hospital. You're in a rush. You're trying to get to the toilet. They'll be calling for help, and then all of the sudden, it is, like, rushing down their legs. Wow. And it's called oh. C. diff? Uh, it, yeah, C. diff. Uh, um, there's a much longer name. Okay. There's right. C. diff and Big Whoop. Wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> much, maybe she's right, Matt. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it started before he even got into the stall. Just had a Big yeah. Whoop in the bathroom. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, well, that. thank you, Laura. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Wow. Thank yeah, you guys. if if you have yeah if you have these conditions and obviously one of the charities that I support is uh, yeah. Crohn's and Colitis uh, Foundation and and uh, a mother's wish and and so yeah this is this is real life for some people that's just they yeah. have no control height of compassion and empathy oh, yeah. taking yeah. a dump in a fitting room right. not so much <laughs> yes that's that's just not fair yes that's not that that's is. where that's where I pee uh, I will go to Sue next hey Sue good morning hi good morning how are you wonderful Sue what's up. So I'm a teacher in a city, and so we have um, the kids will go to the bathroom and leave lots of stuff in the bathroom. Sometimes they'll go in the classrooms, but the absolute worst is the teachers in the teacher faculty lounge bathroom. What I have found poop on the floor. I found it on the toilet seats. We've had teachers that have gone to the bathroom in the toilet. It looks like something an animal has left behind and not flushed it. So, Sue, could, 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 considering what we've heard so far, I would give, like, a, at least a star to the person who got it on the toilet. Right. But did you say that students will go to the bathroom in the classrooms? They have. They have on occasion. Accidentally yeah. or just, yeah. I'm going to, okay. We're talking All about, right. like, no. little children? Um, yeah, younger kids. No, they've done it on purpose. Oh, Some wow. On purpose. I, just, right. I remember, I, I've told the traumatic story of, of going out to, a, to look at um, the, the pollution in a, in a field out back of our school, elementary school. I was in kindergarten, and I had to go back to the bathroom and ran back, and the, oh, that's right. the teacher had locked the bathroom, bathroom door, door, and I peed my pants, oh. and it, it haunted me for yeah. so long. Sure. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. man. I, um... Listen, we work. Sometimes I'll walk into the bathroom here in this building, and there'll be stuff on the toilet seat, and I get so mad. I'm yeah, like, "Come on, man! Come on!" Are listen, you not an adult? Sometimes, listen, I, get I already ate. <laughs> I get that uh, some people will hover. You know, they they ju- they just don't want their skin to touch, Kathy, and, you're, you're and right. I understand that. But if you are going to hover because you have certain uh, hangups about, then. Then you better clean up after yourself. I agree. There's a sensibility. One thing that drives me crazy about this, and mind you, it's on the more antiseptic side, but when someone puts a toilet seat condom down and doesn't take it off when they're done, that's just common courtesy. I agree. I also, when people use the toilet, not the urinal, to go peepees, put the toilet seat down. Or doing number two in the urinal. Yeah, you don't. Make sure you scoop it out. Yes. (laughs) 
That's what those ladles are for. <laughs> like Randy Quaid and Kingpin. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't uh-huh. figure some things out for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you were absolutely desperate and like there's there's no way it's stopping. Oh, I would use it. And all the stalls are full. <sighs> If you just if yeah I, I would at least yeah, it has I, running water be better yeah. than the floor I, I, and and to me that's in, in the, the in the pecking order of defecation stops in the in the average bathroom toilet obviously a winner uh-huh. it's a comfortable old friend we know it well urinal second and then the sink last uh, yeah. trash can uh, even wow. trash can because trash can what second. you would do though when you were done hopefully if it had a liner. Take the can out yourself. Yeah, tie it up and yep. give it to someone as a gift. <laughs> gotcha. I, I made this. I found a puppy. This is homemade. <laughs> Hang on, let me go. You to, like banana bread? I'm gonna go to John. John, you are on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? So uh, I am also a teacher uh, at a high school in New Jersey, and um, I got to agree with. Uh, I think her name was Stu. Teachers are worse than students. Really? The faculty bathrooms. Oh my God! It is terrible. <sighs> what? what I find in there, uh, it, it's it's insane. Like there are sometimes I can't even walk into the bathroom because the smell is coming out of the of the bathroom itself. Like I have to walk around to another stall. John, is it is it, bathroom it, is it just repugnant bathroom habits, or I mean, if someone's own product or, or or waste product is just that. is just is just vile in its nature they can't help that but are you saying that they are practicing less than cleanly habits in the bathroom oh all over the place wow flush. wow it's, it's sometimes on the floor like sometimes there's number one all over the floor it's it's insane and these are people that teach students <laughs> How to be That's ridiculous. Does that make you think less of your your coworkers when you see that? Uh, see, I don't know who it is. Yeah, so I can't. I can't think less. So everybody's you know, a suspect. Like, so that's at why that point. You, you need to put yeah. a camera in there. Yeah. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. I I actually not only do I I tidy up my own mess in, in, in around the toilet bowl. Yeah. I will. I will tidy up. If it's if it's a mess, I mean, as I just I. I think it's, it's a little courtesy. Yeah. I, I, I I'll will. take the bullet yeah. on it. You know, what I'll, I'll do take is... I'll take some toilet paper and kind of wipe it down. I just you know, come on, man. <laughs> or the thing that I hate is when so you go you go you go to clean your hands, and yeah. I don't know why they do this, but they have, you know, I shake off you shake off your hands over the sink, and yeah. then they have the removed toilet the, the towel dispenser, but you're still going to get water on the floor. Yeah, you know, why don't they put those above the sink or to the right of the sink in the same indented area yeah. why you know and then what i'll do is if it's too wet i'll wipe off the floor a little bit you know right? it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a common courtesy but press when uh, and then i go crap in a fitting room when there is a little bit of a mess and it's and it's dried on the toilet seat do you take your fingernail and, and scrub yeah, it off yeah. a little well, bit first yeah. i'll lick my finger yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah and then yeah mm. so <laughs> oh i've eaten there yeah <laughs> that would be respectful yeah. yeah uh no yesterday we all had to share a bathroom for the broadcast so like when, oh, when yeah. any of oh, us yeah. would come in and out it made sense for me you know if kathy was coming in afterwards for her to first apologize mm-hmm. and then to you know clean well, it kathy walked up for me and Said I wrecked the place. <laughs> You're gonna have give it a while. Yeah, you may want to take a few laps. I went in after Kathy, and the seat was still warm, and I felt like we had a connection. Oh, oh. it was not because I did not sit. You've done. Uh, hang on, I'm, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to Steve, who has a colostomy bag and can explain a little bit to us. Hey, Steve. Good morning. 
What do you want to know? Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, what condition do you have? Why did you have to uh, to get I, a colostomy? I, I had ulcerative colitis for 30 years, and then I finally stayed. Yeah. My whole large intestine died, and they had to remove everything. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that, man. But yeah, but... I, had, I, had, I had more of a mess when I had the ulcerative colitis. I could take you on a poop tour of the whole Delaware Valley on every side street I ever had to go on. Oh, I'm sure, man. Uh, and, and, and painful, too, right? Oh yeah, it was. It was I had uh, Crohn's and colitis. So oh my so goodness! It's a, it's, go ahead. As broke as I've always been since I, or ever been since I had this bag, I never missed the toilet. Okay. Okay. It's just yeah, it had to be something worse than what that guy or what I'm going through. That guy had in the airport. Do you think it sounded like the the nurse who called in and said that the, of this condition that the was a. Yeah. Yeah, the C diff. That's it. Sounded like that, or some really bad Chinese food. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've had that too. Have you ever like uh, heard war stories from other people who have had similar conditions to you to what I experienced in the bathroom yesterday? Have you ever heard anything like that? No. Most people are embarrassed to talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, I guess wow. so. They don't put it on their yeah, on their that's dating that's apps. Kind of, <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm single, so it's horrible. Oh, so, dude. It's, is, 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 let me ask you: Is is there is there anything on the horizon that they're they're working on, or, or do, is there any uh, potential for you eventually being able to live sans colostomy bag? Unless I get reincarnated now. Okay, man. Yeah, I mean, his, his, his yeah. large intestine is gone. Down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm much better and much healthier now than when I was prior to this. Well, that's but good, man. Even when you're in a little kid in school, that's the first thing that everybody really ridicules you for is when you make a mess. Yes. Yeah. So I as, was mocked. As you're growing up and as you're an adult, <laughs> nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, Steve, it, you said you're single. Uh, how much does that uh, get in the way? Because it's eventually got to come up if you're dating somebody. Is that... Um... Oh, it, it does. It's like second date. And I tell them, you know, before we tell her, before we wind up doing anything and poop on ghosted, so... Uh, and dude, do, and does, yeah, is that sometimes a, a deal killer? Oh, definitely a deal killer. Oh man, but, uh, this may sound stupid, but but is if you were with someone who had one as well, I mean, is that uh, there? There are websites that are like optimates where you can potentially find somebody to go out with, but you know, you're talking to somebody that's in California, right? Yeah. Right. So there's there's very few people around here, or very few support groups around here that could help anybody in the, the similar situation just to find people to commiserate with. Mm. Well, you 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 got the, you're dealing with a with a, a tough chore there, but uh it sounds as you say you're better now than you were when you were going through it initially. Oh, definitely. Okay. How about it, what uh, now I'm having an idea we get a bunch of singles together and we have the colostomy ball. Yeah. Oh. There you go. All right. We'll think about <laughs> that, Steve. Bag. Yeah, the colostomy bag. Yeah, well, yeah. What's great, your bag, man? What's your bag, baby? <laughs> oh uh, All right, well, we thank could. you, Steve. Yeah. We appreciate it, man. No problem. Good luck, to everybody. All thank right, you. Talk to you later. We All can right, do well. it in an emptied swimming pool. Maybe. <laughs> Be easy to hose it down. <laughs> uh, well, that's unfortunate for that person, Nick. If that yeah. is indeed the case, that's, but that um, really sounds those, those explanations we got sound like that's what I was uh, witnessing yesterday. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah, this uh, somebody texted and said I had C diff while having a colostomy bag, and that is rough. Cleanup is no fun. Wow, could you imagine that? And it says, but C diff is mega contagious. Yeah, I didn't know yes. about it until just now. Well, she was saying, the, the, I forget, the, was it Alicia, the nurse who was talking about it, said that you you have to wash your hands. It's it's very much. Wow. Oh. Yeah. 
What's Sea Biscuit then, Preston? Uh, that's a horse. Okay. Yeah, you so ever have a, one of those in a stall? Not that I've seen. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm there. Sometimes the, it's felt like it. I look and I see four hooves on the floor. Right. Do not go in there. Uh, I have one last call because uh, Christine's been on hold for like 25 minutes right. or something like that. Let me go to her. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Christine? Um, not much. Driving to school. I'm a teacher. Okay. All right, what's, your, what's your story you want to share? So um, I was working a second job to get my daughters through college, and I was working at Sunoco, and a woman walked into the ladies' room, rushed in, and then rushed out, and a little while later, someone said, the bathroom's a mess, and we went in there, and it was explosive all over the bathroom. Wow. And so, um, yeah, we had to close the bathroom, and we we would get, like, raves about how clean our bathrooms were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this was, like, really not good, so my colleague and I, we had to get on our hands and knees and scrub down the whole bathroom. Wow. Really disgusting. Wow. Um, and did any of it make it to the toilet? Um, I guess. It was just everywhere. It was on the seat. It was down the wall. It was on the floor. It was around the bowl. Like, it was just, it was pretty bad. I guess. So, uh, uh, wow. That's nasty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> when when, when I, I, I guess if that would happen to me, I, I would have to own up to it and, and say, look, this happened. I will clean it up. Yeah. Don't let anybody go in there. But then again, there may be some people who are just way too embarrassed yeah. to go and say something like that. You know what I mean? There's a way to handle it. All right. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm with a woman named Kathy. <laughs> she just left the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love her dearly. <laughs> but she has this she, thing. She's very embarrassed. Uh, Hear me out. Uh, yeah. Um, I, when, I went to, when I went to Dunkin' Donuts, uh, that was so 24 hours, seven days a week, Dunkin' Donuts open. Uh, and the, where we were, the bathrooms were kind of the, you know, after the, the bars let out and so on and so forth. I was the porter. That was the custodian name. Uh, and uh, I had to do my fair share of that. The, but I remember one time clearly pressed, and it was not only that, there was blood. Oh, it was, I mean, oh, it, it was yeah. uh, somebody had been injured, and, and I don't know what, what happened. But they, they did at least give you uh, sort of quasi-hazmat things to, uh, to you know, clean that. Because you don't know. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about bodily fluids. Yes. And, wow. Yep. And near right. Munchkins. Interesting, uh, Nick. That was, uh, that must have been pretty wild to experience. Yeah. So, uh, Orlando Airport. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Deal with that. Listen, I, they also have a, so killer other things to recommend it. So don't worry if you're afraid of the bathroom. Right. Speaking. Orlando. Speaking of Orlando, when we come back from this break, I'm going to have a clue for you to go on our little photo hunt Mm -hmm. and maybe end up at uh, Orlando, Universal Orlando Resorts. We have a trip for two, so we'll give you the clue and what you need to look for, and you'll call in later on in the show when I tell you to be the designated caller with the correct answer, and you are on your way to that trip, to that wonderful experience that we just had. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, Bizarre File, up when we return. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Gang, it is time for the Preston and Steve Photo Hunt Challenge. Your chance to win a trip to Universal Orlando Resorts happening right now. Here is your clue for today. Kathy is displaying her athletic ability by performing this gymnastic maneuver. What is it? All right, and what you need to do is go to PrestonAndSteve.com, look through the Universal Photo Hunt Challenge photo gallery to find the answer, and you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. From sending you on a high-speed coaster to putting a towering volcano right outside your hotel room, nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort information available at WMMR.com. But again, here's your clue. Kathy is displaying her athletic ability by performing this gymnastic maneuver. What is it? Now, don't call now. No. At some point before the end of the show, we will let you know when to call in and what number caller to be. So have that answer at the ready at any given time. By the way, seeing that volcano <laughs> from the hotel is so cool. Our yeah. hotel, you know, and the hotels in that area overlook the park. So you see all sorts of cool things out your window. And uh, yeah, that it's just it's an incredible view. Yep, yep. And you could be viewing it as well. So make sure that you do dig around now, and we'll see if you can get that answer to us a little bit later on. In the meantime, uh, we have some bizarre file stories. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Happiness is in the air. Rita's is now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. Be cool. Go to Rita's and enjoy their delicious Italian ice and creamy frozen custard. Uh, This is pretty wild, and uh, it's a cautionary tale for those who like to do hiking, but a pair of hikers died near the Utah-Arizona border after they were caught in a flash flood in a slot canyon over the weekend. Oh, man. Which one does it say? It does. Uh, Jeffrey Watson... And William Roman good God, I can't speak. Roman Ianello. That was pretty good. Roman Iello, something like that. Yellow. Uh, they were on a multi-day hike through Buckskin Gulch. Oh yeah. Uh, it's at the from the Wire Pass to the Lee's Ferry uh, area. Okay. Uh, it's the longest slot canyon in North America and a very popular hike. When the flood hit Saturday morning. Uh, the two men who were found dead uh, had set off on the trek with a guy named Ed Smith. He survived. 
All three were experienced hikers who worked together at Tampa Bay's Orthopedic Medical Group. You get a flash flood, though, and it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. The group was reported missing on Monday, uh, the day after the trip was supposed to end after having no contact with their families during the hike. Uh, Smith, the lone survivor, said that Watson escaped the floodwaters, but they were unable to uh, to locate uh, Romaniello. Uh, Watson, who suffered a leg injury in the flood, said that uh, he and Smith became separated while Smith went looking for help. Uh, Rescuers from Search and Rescue Team located Smith alive on Monday and brought him to safety via helicopter. Uh, Romaniello's body uh, was found later that night. Watson's body was recovered less than four miles away uh, across the Arizona border the next day. Uh, Search and Rescue crews received numerous other distress signals while searching for the missing men, including a group of four hikers seeking rescue in the canyon. Uh, So it was a tough time for a lot of people. Uh, During the operation, a hiker told officials that he had found Watson's body the day prior. However, officials were unable to reach the body until Wednesday afternoon. So uh, apparently that can be pretty damn dangerous. After using a butter knife to cause extensive paint damage to a 2023 Nissan, a Missouri man vacationing in Florida, copped to the criminal mischief, described his felonious conduct as, quote, spring bre- a spring break mistake. And they also crapped in the fitting room. But the defendant, <laughs> however, is a 52-year-old real estate executive, not a collegian sharing the St. Petersburg hotel room with eight friends. According to cops, the vehicle's owner, a married couple, spotted the man standing near the car Thursday evening, and he was making motions near the driver's side. When the duo confronted the man, he laughed and ran off down the street. Upon examining the car, the couple discovered the entire side of their vehicle had been scratched up and had extensive paint damage. Lying next to the car on the floor was a silver butter knife that was used to damage the vehicle. Butter knife! The car, which was parked outside of the Toasted Monkey restaurant... (laughs) Sustained damages in excess of $1,000, cops noted. I've worked at Toasted Monkey for 15 years. Never done something on a day. A review of security camera... <laughs> what was that again, sir? I said, never done something on a day. Uh, a review of security camera footage toasted, yielded... Toasted Monkey. Yielded a clear image of the suspect, and cops determined that the vandal had put his phone number down on the Toasted Monkey's wait list. After calling the number, police met up with Clifford Craig Edwards, who reportedly admitted the crime post-Miranda and termed the offense a spring break mistake. So is this guy just having fun at 52 during spring break? I guess so. Running around with a butter knife? Edwards Outside the toasted monkey? Arrested on a felony criminal mischief charge. He was released from the county jail Friday morning after his wife posted a $2,000 bond. Honey... I told you we should have gone to the flambéed ferret. Uh, Edwards, a Springfield, Missouri resident, is a licensed real estate salesperson whose LinkedIn page lists him as a development director of Bryan Properties. Wow. A woman was arrested Thursday night at a McDonald's in Florida, accused of brandishing a gun in the drive-thru and pointing it at an employee due to an argument over a non-existent menu item. An affidavit describes... What responding officers were told by witnesses after arriving to find uh, Quavi Young uh, behind the wheel with a gun in her passenger seat. The weapon was identified as an MMP shield 9mm with a drum magazine capable of holding up to 50 rounds. Oh, I've seen these things. Young allegedly demanded a cheeseburger bundle, a sort of combo similar to what can be found, uh, can be done for uh, McDoubles or McChickens. <laughs> 
and refused an employee's offer to sell her a cheeseburger and an a la carte order of small fries instead. Now, this occurred during the woman's second appearance in the drive-thru lane that day. Uh, the employee described how things were a little busy in the drive through lane during the first encounter with Young. The second time, the victim told police that Young pulled to the first drive through window after being told she couldn't be served a meal that wasn't on the menu. Once there, the victim asked Young what her problem was, to which Young brandished the pistol. The victim then cheeseburger bundle. asked Young why she was so mad over a simple issue. Young pointed the gun at the victim, verbally threatening them as well before proceeding to the next window. And I want some oyster pellets. When uh, police arrived, officers were had learned that Young did not have a valid driver's license, ah. faces charges of assault with a deadly weapon, uh, among others. So is there any place that has cheeseburger bundles? Not maybe maybe they got of. confused? Not that I know of. Like, you know, I could see she, maybe she was wrong if she asked for like a paper crown or something mm-hmm. like that. I do not know. The yumbo? All right, and then one final story. A suspect is facing multiple charges after attempting to escape police custody by climbing into an interrogation room ceiling, and police went in to find him in a chain of events, leaving the police station damaged. Did he fall through the roof? He didn't fall oh, through. That's some of my favorite footage. Me too, but they got him out of there. But he did rip apart the, uh, <laughs> the drop ceiling. Uh, Chicago police have charged uh, Taji Mullins with four felony counts. He was ordered held without bond for his bail hearing. He attempted to escape through the ceiling of the police interview room. Now, Taji. It happened after he was taken into custody Friday night, accused of hitting an officer with his car. A police source said that Mullins climbed into the ceiling, trying to make an escape (laughs) after being taken into custody. Uh, he had, uh, apparently he had been driving a BMW 750i wanted in connection with the case of aggravated battery. Uh, a license plate reader scanned the BMW while Mullins was driving. He was approached at a red light. Officers pulled up to him. He ran. Uh, he ran into an officer and all this stuff happened. They eventually were able to track him down. And he was hiding underneath a porch. <laughs> Uh, and then That's they pretty desperate. They took him to an interview room. Uh, he pulled the vent cover off of the ceiling and climbed into the ceiling. He's seen too many Mission Impossible movies. Police officers went inside and saw the ceiling tiles falling, and they were able to get Mullins down from the ceiling. His recapture was recorded by police body camera, but that footage has not yet been released. I'm not up here. I can only hope that he did fall through the <laughs> ceiling, Steve, because those are my favorite yeah. videos to see without question. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Okay, on top of all the other stuff that we're doing this morning, our friends at Primo's Hoagies have arrived, and they've given us some uh, giveaways, some goodies for you. Uh, and I have a $50 gift card for call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. I would like to congratulate our friends at Primo Hoagies. Uh, they're celebrating a very exciting milestone today. It is their 100th location. Whoa! It's on Egg Harbor Road in Sewell, New Jersey. And the first, the first 100 people get a free Primo-sized hoagie. What? And the 100th customer today gets hoagies for a year. What? Whoa, that's cool. What? So I... What? What? I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't I don't know. What? What? I, I, what? What? I don't know what time they open. What? Uh, but yes, the first one hundred. What? Jesus. I mean, uh, uh-huh, that's awesome. What? 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 The first one hundred people. What? Get a free primo size hoagie, and the primo is the big. Mo- 
or do. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the one I get. I mean, well, it's like you two the meals. Small, you have the primo, and then yeah. you got the really, really big one. But the primo is usually too much for me. Yeah. Uh, and the 100th customer today gets uh, hoagies for a year. So this is at the new location on Egg Harbor Road in that's excellent in Thule, oh. New Jersey. What? Uh, so, <laughs> caller 18. <laughs> We're going to set you up. 215-263-WMMR. Weren't you doing that at, at Universal at some yes, point? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 we were on one of the rides. I, Steve was in a different car, and I just hear, <laughs> You know what's real quick about um, Universal was really fun for me was uh, I was behind on the Hagrid's ride behind Steve and Casey. Oh, no, no, the Velocicoaster. Yeah. Yes. And and when we got to the end of it, you guys high-fived. Oh, and my it God. Was, it was so neat for me to see your joy right yeah. behind you guys. Oh. It, was, it was an awesome moment. Yeah. What was neat about that for me was that Steve initiated the high-five. Yeah. He was so excited. It was oh, so it was cool. so yes. goddamn good. Yes. And the, the, the one thing, as I said the first time, you love being on the front of the coaster, but when you're traveling at that speed and it's about 60 degrees, I was freezing. <laughs> but it was so neat to see your excitement, and yeah. like I just, I was thrilled to be on that ride with you guys. It was, oh, awesome. it was great. After that ride, I just heard, uh, you know, people were talking. It was great. And I just hear Marissa go, how's Kathy? <laughs> you, sit, you, didn't, you said it out, right? You didn't get to uh, do it again? I didn't do it a second time. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Uh-uh. That coaster's yeah, that, intense. That one was, I, I told you, that was the one where, because I, I sat out the second time, I watched people get off, and they were, like, not walking straight. Right. Like they needed to hold yeah. on. So, uh, yeah, after the, yeah, one was enough of that one. We rode it again yesterday, Casey, yeah. and I went back for and one Marissa. more ride on the Velocicoaster and Marissa, and it is, it is nothing but action <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> so, like, it does not hold up a bit. Preston, the first time I rode, and that, again, it's designed you will not fly out of it. You are completely safe. <laughs> but it, it is designed to make you feel as if you might. Yeah. And 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 points where you just it's 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 amazing. So I wrote it the first time, and then the second time I said, okay, here's my strategy. I'm going to push down off the floor right. and and push up against the brake. And I did brace myself in a little bit, but right today my calf muscles are killing me. Because I must have hemorrhaged them. You got to work it. Yeah, yeah. It's the Velasa coaster. If you go to Universal, you, you no matter what the weight is, make sure that you go on that ride. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment or two, and we will have your chance to win that trip to Universal Orlando Resorts. Just listen up to be the designated caller. But I already gave the clue. I'll give it to you one more time. Uh, Kathy is displaying her athletic ability by performing this gymnastic maneuver. What is that? So go to uh, PrestonSteve.com and look through the Universal. Uh, photo hunt challenge photo gallery to find the answer. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us a bit. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to talk to Lorraine Bracco a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we will do some more giveaways from our friends at uh, Primo Hoagies in a bit because uh, they've got some $50 gift cards to give away, and they're opening their new their 100th location in Sewell, New Jersey. <laughs> I know. And what? Yes, the first... What? It's exciting. What? It is. The first 100 people get a free primo size hoagie, and 100th oh. customers today gets hoagies for a year. What? Yes, exactly. What? <laughs> All right, so... What? We'll do some more giveaways in a little bit. Um... But I did notice Whoa. a couple of things. He's back from his travels on the road, and the notice has been noticing so much, you won't believe it. He didn't notice a guy taking a full-on dump. 
pooped on the floor. Oh, toilet. That, that honor fell to Nick. Nick noticed that. Yeah, but he's got some good noticed stuff. I did. And this one, obviously, is exclusively for Casey. Ooh, Ma- many people sent oh. me this article. You probably already oh, no. saw it, I guess, right? No, I just saw the first two. Uh... Is it ranch dressing? It's not ranch dressing. Oh, I, God, no. I've, I've backed off that. There was a ranch dressing ice cream that came out last week. I right. talked about that in advance, and everybody sent it to me, and I... Sometimes, Casey, I shield you from these things. Well, I do want you, you to know that. Because I got it as well, so. Well, I know, but at least I'm not opening it up for discussion on our on our program. <laughs> However, this article is pretty interesting, and it says that dad jokes are good for you. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm getting them from my brother now, too, my youngest brother, and uh, I got one when I landed yesterday, when we landed, uh, and it, it got me. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know, Casey. They put me in a good mood. They, they're stupid and silly. Yeah, but who cares? They they okay. And I agree. Some of them are funny, and I get a kick out yeah. of them. <clears throat> but I'll give you an example of when I can't stand it. So I wake up at three forty-five in the morning, and I'm in the shower, and so I'm watching the the news. I watch ABC right before it goes to the local news. And there's a guy that mm-hmm. is in the overnight. Oh, His no. name is Will. Or no, I, actually, I don't know what the guy's name is. But he ends every broadcast with a pun, and I just want to throw things at the TV screen. It's horrible. Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Every once in a while, fine. Every day, no. Well, I, it actually thing. makes me angry. What's that? Now it's his thing. Oh, you know? it is. Yeah, oh, it's his, it's his thing. Do you know where there have been a lot of good ones, though? What? Last of Us. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. part of the part yeah. of part of the thing. And she, she has a she has a pun book. She did one. There was one about this where the sun goes at night. And I forget what it was. Do you remember that one? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. the, um, the punchline. I don't remember where uh, the sun went every night. But then it and, then it dawned on me. Yeah, that's right. So this it's is bad, but it's good. Uh, so humor research has found that the dad joke is good for your kids. Okay, so the kids. All right. By teaching them to survive embarrassment. Ah. All right. So when dad tells a stupid joke in front of the kids and their friends and they get embarrassed that dad is telling these stupid jokes, apparently it's supposed to be good for them because they are learning how to survive that I can see that. But if you want a master class, watch your dad take a dump in a fitting room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a piece for the British Psychological Study, researcher Mark uh, Hui Knudsen, I think that's how you say his name, or Knudsen, uh, said by continually telling their children jokes that are so bad that they're embarrassing, fathers may push their children's limits for how much embarrassment (laughs) they can handle. Did your dad uh, do anything like that? My dad would always, when we went out to uh, restaurants, and for a brief period he was working for diners clubs, so we'd go to these restaurants that were getting... The, the the credit card and uh, so we'd go out and his opening line all time would be four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches please <laughs> dude that's right so it's a, I think right it's so funny. <laughs> really <laughs> and that yeah, was that's... it and and my brother and I would be like uh, yeah because you've said it before yeah. and it, and it gets me four peanut butter every... and jelly sandwiches <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're going to like a nice steakhouse. Yeah, we're gonna sit here at Gibson's and yeah, like hundred dollar steaks. We'll have right, right. And the waitress or waiter would. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, No, my dad was not that way. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 didn't pull the 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 goofy joke thing uh, ever. You know what I don't get is is when people kind of give you the side eye when you are trying to like be jovial and and, there's nothing to be angry about when someone does that. I don't get some people have bad reactions. Yeah. You're just trying to make the world a happier place. That's it. 
dead. And listen, if you've heard the joke a million times or if it's, you know, lame or whatever, that's fine. Think like, outside the box. Can you understand the intentions behind it? I'm trying to be pleasant to you. Yeah. You know, and this is how I know how to be pleasant. In a world where everyone goes in the toilet, go to the side of it. You know what, it. Steve? You know who I saw yesterday? What? Everyone I looked at. Yay! Oh, there hey. you go. Now, there are bad dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was terrible. Wait, Casey, are you talking about kids or are you talking about adults? I'm talking about anybody who's trying to... kids, you can't blame them. They don't want to hear your dumb jokes. Well, that's the whole... What Preston's saying about this is that it teaches that embarrassment. And and so the dad will let himself, or the mom, let himself be the the object of, you know... I would say, if it's your own kids, yes, of course. But, like, sometimes you can't... If you're telling a joke to somebody else's kid and they don't want to hear it, like, you you can't get mad. Well, for all the kids out there who are doing the side eye, you know, just understand that so many times you've gone... Mom, 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 look at this. And then all you do is you you throw a ball up and you catch it with your... You that's, know what I mean? That's like, very unimpressive. Yeah, it, it is. But, uh, like, we pretend like it's the most amazing yeah. thing. I did that same thing decades ago. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so, but... Casey, there are times I don't want to hear a bad joke. You know yeah. what I mean? I, and and I, I and 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 how am I supposed to know this? Well, I, I you're not just you're, you're not supposed to know that. But but then it puts the other person in this uncomfortable situation of that wasn't funny. But I'm going to pretend to laugh to entertain this other person. Do you yeah. think your reaction, like to a dad joke, would be a little bit more benign? In other words, because because as for years of doing stand up, people would come up. I've got a joke for your act. Yeah, and I, I and I and I at a certain point I'd say I'm I'm not if it's not funny I'm not going to laugh I right. apologize right. you know uh, and and so um, that would be something I'd do but I think a dad joke is by its nature meant to be a it's dismissively a bad, bad joke. joke yeah yeah so okay I have a friend who announces his bad joke Casey I do not want you to do this because often your you know dad jokes I like when they're kind of integrated put, yeah put, yeah when you fit put them into you, our yes. conversation and yeah. sometimes it makes sense sometimes it doesn't so so this is not for you but yeah so uh, I have a friend who announces it so uh, here's the dad joke are you guys ready oh like, you know, yeah no. so that yeah but you know what it, for people like Preston who don't want to hear it then if you if you're not into it you yes you can like <laughs> tune it out you okay I, I'm gonna step out yeah yeah <laughs> like you don't have to pay attention there to you it. go it it almost makes it like you're he's giving the other people an out I I yeah. prefer to present my dad joke as a an actual question, right? You know, and then and then I come in from the other side, and you weren't expecting it, and it was so good. <laughs> waka waka waka! It was so good. Thank you, Cincinnati. When you're in a bad mood, uh, sometimes dad jokes will get you out of it. Sometimes yeah. they'll put you in a worse mood. <laughs> yeah, and, and you and you just want to be like shut shut the hell up. One of the most viewed i guess on social media it's an instagram account and a tiktok account it's just two, it's literally two dads sitting in lawn chairs yeah and they they cycle through the worst of the worst dad jokes and, it, and it's got like like four million followers it's right ridiculous. yeah okay hang on so uh chris has two bad dad <laughs> jokes right. for us hi chris hey they're not what? Hey, so I, I I call in a lot, and I always start it with a dad joke. I'm the one that brought the Alpi Dabi Doo back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And we the, love it. And the, the inmate picture, that's a selfie. You guys remember that one? But uh, um, I was going to tell a couple of bad jokes, but as I'm listening, you guys should have a dad joke competition well <laughs> well let's i tell you what it depends on how you perform for us yeah, whether yeah, we let's, even just, let's hear your jokes but yeah so i don't i don't always tell dad jokes but when i do he laughs all right <laughs> okay I, yeah. at mcdonald's i ate a kid's meal his mom wasn't very happy 
I ate a, a kid's meal. A kid's meal. A kid's L-L-A meal. A kid's meal. Okay. Very it's, it's very nuanced. That's okay. sort of the, the sort of the um, Fellini version of a dad joke. And by the way, Chris, this is a tough room, by the way. This is a really, really, How about this? really tough room. My wife was walking back from the laundry room and, and tripped. I watched the whole thing unfold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tried making a song about a tortilla, but it turned in more of a rat. <laughs> yeah, you're getting there. That yeah, one, okay, yeah, yeah. that one was better. All right. All right. Thank you, Chris. So I, I know, oh, go I ahead. There's more. Who's... Do you have any ones that use the C word? Go ahead. Do one more, Chris. One more. All right. So somebody stole my Microsoft Office, and I promise I will find you. You have my word. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, the one I like is, whoever stole my antidepressants, yeah. I hope you're happy now. I like that one. That's a good right. one. Thank yeah. you, Chris. Uh, Casey, but no, you wouldn't want to see a, a contest like, like he said? Well, no. Okay, why not? You know what? Why what is that I, not funny? Uh, takes I, away from his joke. Yeah, come on, Kath, right? <laughs> I'm the star of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I, I don't really like is when they do the, the can't you can't laugh uh, competitions. Make them laugh. Where, yeah, where the guys are you know face to face and they're and they're doing these that really was a, bad. Jokes. That was an actual television game show. Do you remember that? Yeah, but what I yeah, saw back in the late seventies, early eighties. Yep. I like it when the person actually really laughs, not when they feel like they have to laugh. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. I, so, but again, if the right dad joke can make, yeah. I think it can, it can get me going. Absolutely. Timing's a big part of it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be at the right time. Um, hang on a second here. Let me go to uh, Ed. Hey, Ed. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I actually, my 12-year-old will tell me more dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> then I tell, you know, I follow all those, you know, the guys you're talking about that are sitting on the dock telling the, the dad jokes back right, and forth. And right. I follow those guys, and, and there's a couple other ones, you know, dad jokes, whatever. So the latest one my kid just told me was, why doesn't America knock on the door? Why? Because freedom rings. No. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. I, 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 listen, I would, like it, I would like it better coming from a kid than a dad. Yeah, you yeah, think so? Yeah. Yeah. But he always, he's just, he's just the one that always, like, he just, he always comes up with these jokes. I don't know if he's getting them somewhere or if he's just creative enough to create them on his own or whatever. But I, I think it's hilarious that, you know, they're talking about how parents, uh, you know, embarrass their kids. But my kid's the one coming up with these dad jokes. Okay. All right. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate right. it, man. We'll see you. Sometimes a kid can phrase it. The kid told me a joke the other day. Well, I didn't realize it was a joke at the time, but uh, he said, are you ever going to let me out of your basement? And then, <laughs> and it was so funny because he knows I'm not. Uh, there's a Now, these are knock-knock jokes, but the uh, there's an old Daily Rush video of the Russian knock-knock jokes he did, Steve. <laughs> knock-knock. Who's there? We're going to kill your wife. <laughs> knock-knock. <laughs> We're going to torture you to use talk. <laughs> uh, so apparently, this can help show kids that there are uh, that uh, such feelings like embarrassment yes. are not fatal, and you can get past them. Uh, one day, they might even repeat the same terrible jokes to their own kids and continue the age-old tradition. Uh, according to this particular study, this is dad jokes are good. Were you a fan of, as a kid? Were you a fan of a particular like knock knock jokes, riddles, things of that nature? Uh, do you remember sure. the insult? The insult books were all the rage for a while. Um, you remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they just tons and tons of insults. Um, I 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't get into to jokes a whole lot. Like, I remember, uh, you know, like, the, and the, these are terrible nowadays, yeah. but, you know, what do you call a guy with, you know, no arms and no legs and right. blah, 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 and that whole thing, you know, Matt and, right, yeah. and stuff. And, and yeah, that was yeah. little kid. Little kid stuff, yeah. My favorite was uh, uh, two guys with no arms and no legs uh, on a windowsill. Kurt and Rod. <laughs> what about hanging on a wall? Art. Art, yeah. Yeah, Art. yeah. yeah truly but, tasteless jokes. But those were dumb. Truly tasteless yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah. those were... There were so many books in that series. There are about twenty of them, and yeah. they're all racist. Yeah, the, well, there's <laughs> yeah. like there's are literally sections oh, yeah. and chapters in those book racist jokes. Yeah, um, and so yeah, they they have not aged well. But yeah, Steve, I remember that was like in, in middle school and maybe even early high school. And Kids had them. Yeah. So many of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the dad jokes are, uh, but right now they're having like a bit of a resurgence. The past couple of years or so, Casey's been into it for a while. Yeah. Do you know uh-huh. as well, Mike? My, my so my dad. He was never that. My dad was more like uh, like Rickles esque. My mom had the more um, uh, sort of um, weird coming in from left field sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, and that, and I think it's the combination of the both that has designed my sense of humor. I've never been able to do punchline setup jokes. Never. I've, I, I always I mess them up. In fact, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I was trying to tell the Abu Dhabi joke <laughs> to my son Carter, and I messed up. Yeah. You know who takes it all the time? Brazier. John Brazier from the Phillies. John does great. He he does punchline setup jokes very well. He He gave me two on Friday Yeah, that were really, really good. And he'll always say that it wasn't him. Like, Casey told me this joke. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're fun. All right, hang on. Let me go to uh, Erica. Hi, Erica. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Erica? I have a dad joke. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, My wife was cutting onions, so I cried. Onions was a good dog. Uh, <laughs> well, how about you? I would say it was chopping up onions. Yeah, just to give it a little bit more visceral. But I like that. We used to say I, w- I wouldn't kick her out of bed. I, I wouldn't kick her. Out- I wouldn't kick her out for eating crackers in bed. And crackers is the family dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it's dumb. all riffs on the same stuff. Yeah, uh, let's go to Dan. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys calling for media? Oh, hey, hey. How is it out there? What's the weather yeah. like? What's, yeah. it, what's the weather like in exotic <laughs> media, Pennsylvania? <laughs> Calling for media. Thanks, for, thanks for getting up yeah. extra early. What's up? <laughs> so so uh, whenever we're out and, and either, you know, there's two jokes I have and my kids cringe, but they always get a good response. And, you know, the one is we're out and somebody will talk about the war on Russia or Ukraine. Or, yeah. and, and I say, I say this, I say, you know, if Russia invaded, I'm sorry. If <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. If Russia no, invaded yeah, Ukraine, yeah, yeah. you have me. You have me. This is what I say. I say. I say. I say this. I says this. If Turkey invaded Greece from the rear, I'm sorry. If Turkey. Oh my God! Wow. If you... Russia, here, if Russia invaded Turkey from the rear, would Greece help? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, there you okay. go. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the old. There was one yeah. that my mother's from ice and my father's from Cuba. That makes me an ice yeah. cube. It's just one of those and, riffs. Dan, that reminds me of. Hey, like if, if you went to England and then you were in no wait if if you were in Spain and then Portugal no wait no uh if, no if I think no I, I I actually don't even have a joke but that's what he's doing. He's like well, I got one for you. Got, you got it. As Preston yeah. says, you got to nail it. down this setup, or else like me, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, I can't do it. Abu Dhabi do. Yeah, it's <laughs> but the people of Abu Dhabi do. Got to be your bull. Yeah. yeah the, the other one says, uh, you Not know, when somebody up. says they can speak German, I tell you, oh, I know, I know one word in German, and they're like, oh, what's that? And I say, 
I know how to say brazier in German. And they're like, oh, how, what's that? And I go, keep him from flopping. Keeps him from flopping. Keeps him from flopping. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Okay. Say hello to everyone in media. Thank you. Thank you, people, for coming tonight. Remember, Yako Smirnoff, that was his whole thing. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Oh, yes. Do do I go to any of these? Oh, Oh, he's been pretty bad. You did it. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Apparently, it's it's supposed to be good for you. All okay. right, well, supposed to be good for kids. Yeah, so. or or Are we having a great time? I, we're having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy comes from uh, England. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> What's the one with the kangaroos and the again? Oh, Australia. All right. Oh, no, Abu no, Dhabi, no. too. Yeah. This guy, the Christie's calling about that actress who was stabbed. It was um, Reese. Uh, uh, Reese. What's her name? Are uh, you trying to do yeah. a setup of a joke here? That's the joke. And then you go, Witherspoon? I go, no, no, it was with a knife. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, wasn't, oh. I wasn't biting. Oh. No, because there was an actress that was stabbed to death is, uh, um, years ago, Pam yes. Dauber show. But he goes, Reese. Uh, okay. And you're supposed Hoskins. to fill in. You're supposed to fill, Yeah, Hoskins. No, no, it was an actress. Reese. Uh... Witherspoon? Is it pieces? No, it was a knife. God damn you. Uh, we are now officially moving on. Yeah. So I've, I've noticed other things. Go back to Bird Chat. The dad jokes. Oh, my God. I got a lot of responses. I know you do. Me, too. For Bird Chat. There were people who were very excited about Bird Chat. And then there were people who were not. (laughs) All right. According to a recent small nationwide survey by Customer Care Measurement and Consulting, consumers are increasingly dissatisfied with the level of assistance provided by customer service departments. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, The 2022 National Customer Rage Survey also (laughs) revealed that Americans are experiencing more issues with various products and services and their anger towards the companies providing them is escalating. God damn you! Yeah, I've um, because everything's automated these days, and it's really frustrating, especially when you, I just want to talk to a person. So, right. Yeah. Case a perfect example. Yesterday, Kyle and I are, are, are at the um, you know, we're, we're getting ready to at the airport, <clears throat> and this so often is the case. They have the the lines. It's, it's American, and they've they've done a good job getting things a little bit more corralled. But um, because the way the tickets were purchased, and so on and so forth, it's all in in, in bulk and. With, Long story short, there were all sorts of um, things that were occurring because we weren't all checking in at once. So I'm like trying to find someone who can, you know, help me through this. Oh, go to the kiosk. I put in all the correct information and it keeps freezing up. Finally, a woman comes over, an employee, and does it in two seconds. It gets me exactly what I want. And so that's where you get that level of frustration. And and also, even though when you do get a chance to speak to someone, like I'm going through an issue right now, and and I have no problem talking about it on the air. There's a a small drum kit that I ordered, and there are major pieces of it that are missing that never came with it. Wow. I reached back out. I got it uh, online through uh, the Guitar Center. It's it's not the one here, but I think it's in like Tennessee or something like that. The Guitar Center. That's where the product was. And so they didn't have the proper pieces, and they said, well, well, you can do these replacement pieces from this other uh, drum company. I'm like, no, No. I bought this product. It's Mm -hmm. advertised on your website. It says you have it. I want it. I bought it because of the brand name. I like this brand name. I want this. And they're like, well, we're going to have to order these from the, the manufacturer. I'm like, okay, fine, do that. And then I wait two weeks. I email back. I'm like, hey, just any word. Have I heard anything? Right. Crickets. Nothing. Email oh, again. Crickets. Nothing. That's no no one is returning. Nobody is getting back to me. They've messed up. And, you know, I, I, I want 
What's the company? Is it a third party or is it the brand? It's the Tennessee it's Guitar the Center. It's the but Guitar Center is usually great. It's Sonar Drums. I mean, you know, it's a really quality name, and and so, but that that's where now my rage is kicking in uh, because of that because you're just not getting back to me, and that happens more often than than I, I I think people realize. Yeah, I think that when it is like third party, you buy through one person, and then you have to deal with another yeah. manufacturer. And Steve, to your point earlier, like I think what I get most frustrated with is. I know that there's the right person out there who's yes. going to be able to help me. Yes. All I need to do is get to that person. But it's the the jumps that you have to make to get to that person or the waiting on hold for the an hidden, hour and a half or whatever. contact information on a website. Yeah. So there, I ordered a, a uh, it's a, a keyboard. My wife wants to learn how to play the piano. And there's this keyboard that lights up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lumi. And it's, so let me tell you something. I ordered it. It took, it, was, it wasn't coming. I contacted their tech support. I got an email back immediately. We'll, uh, we are so sorry. We're, we're getting right on this. I started getting a flurry of, of it's been sent to here, it's been sent to here. They they led me right through it, and I, yeah. I would recommend that company to anybody. Writers. And then I got it at home, just as they said it was. It was an oversight. Yeah. You don't come in like a raging bull, right. but, you, but you at least... Preston, communication is everything. Yeah. Let, him, yeah. let's all, let me know. Yeah. yeah, let me know what's going on. So, have you guys ever done like a, the chat feature where you just text? And, yes, and, or email chat or I prefer that now. It actually has uh, come in handy. I think. Uh, you know why I prefer it? Because you can usually link up with someone immediately. Yeah, as opposed mm-hmm. to weird. and you don't have to wear pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that too. Yeah, right. but honestly, right. anytime like I have an issue uh, issue with an Apple product or something like that, I immediately go they're to the quick. chat. They're very yeah. quick. They're quick, and and I thought that maybe there'd be some loss in translation since it's all right. via text. But it actually is a really efficient way to get the problem solved. Sometimes you'll, I'll check quickly to see if I'm just getting a an automated response. Yeah, if, you know, but that's being sold as a as a chat. Right. Well, uh, sometimes you do, and yeah. then you have to go into the actual right. chat like it's it, it's based amazon does did we it. answer your question well, amazon yeah, yeah. does it yeah. and it's based on your answers and right. you have to answer a certain way in order for them mm. to connect you directly to an associate uh the like american airlines they have the option for them to call you back which i do I prefer it. that over sitting on the phone for uh, 20 minutes but sometimes oh that drives me crazy it, what drives me crazy is when they call me back at like yeah. a terrible time right you know like Whatever you know, I'm like, oh my god, I can't. But you know, you don't want to answer another airline. (laughs) But you know, you can answer and uh, ask for a callback at another time if it doesn't work for you. So this survey also found that uh, consumers are becoming more hostile towards customer service representatives, and that's not cool. With one in ten expressing a desire for revenge by harassing, insulting, or threatening employees. I have a specific set of skills that will allow me to kill you and your whole family. I I understand. And getting to the point where you, I'm not threatening somebody, but um, where you get so annoyed. But you have to remember, each time you call, you're getting a brand new person that knows nothing about it. Like, yeah. so I, I will, I'll lay it out for them. I'll say, this is my fifth call. So they know. They're like, yeah. okay, we are so sorry that you, you know, you, you're you're leading into it, telling them. Be stern, this, but but Yeah, but, but like, you, yeah. you know, you're not getting a happy customer right now. This is the fifth time I've had to call and, and here's my situation. But I'm always, not, you have to be nice initially nice. because. You're not going to get anything. Until it's time to not be nice. Well, yes, yeah, seriously. Let's say, let's say you're on, on customer support with Coles, and Coles calls your mother a whore. Oh, what, is she? Is she? <laughs> uh, I tell uh, Kathy. She's my regular what, Saturday night. Then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What I like is when they. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kathy is when they start a, a, like, they ask for your email, your contact information right at the beginning, and they start a case history so that. 
whoever you call back again, you get disconnected. The person who gets on can just reference what you've already mm-hmm. given them. Except that doesn't always happen if you call AT and T. They <laughs> make case histories, and no one ever sees the history for some reason. Really? <laughs> ever? Uh, of the one thousand respondents polled, seventy. 70- claimed to have had an issue with a product or service in 2022, up from 66% in 2020, which is the last time they did the survey. Of those 63%, uh, of those, 63% said they felt some sort of customer rage during attempts to resolve the issue, which is the same rage percentage observed in the 2020 edition, albeit one that now represents a larger number of infuriated customers. Have you ever dropped into rage mode? I go into Harry Callahan mode. I go, I go, I, w- I want to talk to your manager. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I do. I, but yelling and screaming won't do anything. And also remembering, as you pointed out, Kathy, a lot of times, this person is just on the other line. They don't, they're just, they're... they're yeah. Uh, on the clock, they don't, you know, they're not the issue. Um, you know, now if, they, if they're if they blowing you off and being rude, that is the issue. Yeah, but, sometimes you get yeah. somebody who's got an attitude yeah. and that's not cool and you can pick up <clears> on that. But right. no, I've never gone into full-on yelling mode, but... But you can tell when somebody's legitimately trying to help you out, yeah. and then other yeah. times they're they're kind of being a jerk. Yeah. You know? So all right, anyhow. But the rage is apparently up, uh, according to this particular study. Uh, listen, I want to wrap up the noticer because we have our guest yeah, Lorraine, Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, Lorraine Bracco. Thank you, uh, Mister Announcer. I listen. I'm a, I'm a P1. Uh, Lorraine Bracco is going to be joining us in uh, just a moment or two. I would like to give away a fifty dollar. Uh, Primo Hoagie's gift card. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And in honor of their 100th location, Primo's is inviting local heroes and the community to their headquarters in Westville, New Jersey today from noon to 2. They have a celebratory 100-foot-long hoagie cutting. What? Uh, that is, uh, and free lunch as well. What? So, yeah, that's happening today in Westville, New Jersey. So, caller number 12 will set you up, 215-263-WMMR. And in a little bit, we're giving away that trip yeah. to Universal Orlando Resort. So, we'll be back in a moment. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, I know what happened. So when we were about to bring next guest on uh casey was going to play to set it up he was going to play layla because she was in goodfellas yes and, and yeah. there's an iconic part where the music is playing and well right next to that on our little hotkey page here was thunder road, thunder road right. from bruce springsteen so so we're gonna play this instead and welcome our next guest please give some love to miss lorraine brocco yeah. show this morning hey lorraine good morning to you <laughs> Good selection of music. Thank you. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. And and listen, we'll we'll chat maybe a little bit of Goodfellas if we have some time. But obviously, you're in this uh, movie Jasir, uh, which is hitting yep. theaters this Thursday. I did indeed pronounce that correctly, right? Yes, Jasir. Yes, Jasir. Okay, and you've been quite busy. There's a, there's a number of projects you have going on, so I'm sure you're you're busy promoting all kinds of stuff right now. Uh, tell us a little bit about this film uh, and the setup of this for those who may not be familiar with the uh, the plot points. So basically. 
Basically, Jassir is a young man who comes, who's a refugee from Syria. And um, <clears throat> he ends up uh, in a poor neighborhood in Memphis and uh, lives next door to me. I'm an old uh, blues singer who is a addicted to pills. Okay. And um, he basically doesn't speak much English. And uh, sadly, Merrill is a racist. Okay. And just by the looks of him, she hates him and doesn't even want him, him to touch her cat. Mm. And uh, so a lot of things go on. Sure. Uh, with with uh, with the cat who constantly <laughs> is willing to go over. Ah. And, um, and uh, uh, play with him. And, uh, you know, basically it's about uh, people living in poverty and social injustice. She, uh, uh, Memphis was a very interesting place to shoot, I have to say. So did, I have to do a, sh did a you shout out to the pe people who wrote the music out Al Capone, who um, Al Capone, who uh, wrote a lot of music for Hustle and Flow. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, the music is really interesting. And uh, Boo Mitchell, who uh, who worked with Bruno Mars for uh, Uptown Funk, yeah. that they shot down in Memphis. Okay. Well, the, the Royal Studios. The so movie is really the, interesting. The movie's getting very, very good reviews, and and uh, and this is a. Uh, um, I was actually just talking. I just came back from you know we were away in Orlando for a couple of days, and we were broadcasting, and I was talking to my cab driver on the way back from the hotel, and we were kind of talking about this sort of stuff about his experience here in the United States, and um, you know, and and from what I gather, uh, the story is is that. Eventually, people sort of um, they, they, when you put aside assumptions about people and and do the thing that nobody wants to do, which is actually talk to someone mm -hmm. and get get a frame of reference. That's that's the key to success. But people are reticent to do that. Would I be correct in saying that, Lorraine? Absolutely. I mean, look, we should all look at our differences with compassion. Mm. And and so we so you know that's it. There there are people who want us to be at each other's throats, and they the, the thing they dread is us finding common ground. And that's you know, and you in this situation, you know, I, I love stories like this because they're, they're ultimately they're they're hopeful. Is that what attracted you to the story? Well, what attracted me, yes, there is there is hope in it. Not a lot, but yes, there is hope. What attracted me was the harsh reality. And the dream of this young man coming to the United States. So, so playing an, an opioid, um, you know, an, an addict, um, you know, that that can be that can be um, sort of uh, torturous. Did you do any any research, you know, um, you know, in, into that? Because you know, I think we all, in some way, have been touched by or know someone who's dealing. It's the sad state of affairs with with what's going on, you know, with uh, opioids and other drugs. You know, I've made enough movies to have done all my research, yeah. and one of them would be the one with Leonardo DiCaprio uh, when we shot and asked me if I could remember the name of the movie. Uh, it'll come to me. Is it Basque? 
It wasn't Basketball Diaries, was it? Basketball Diaries. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I remember when we did a lot of research and we had a lot of recovering addicts uh, on the set to help us through that. Right. And uh, none of that's changed, you know. Yeah, sadly. Whatever it is, 15 years, 20 years later. Um, I think the really rough part is, is when you see that Meryl has been an addict for years and she, her husband died and she's, her son has alienated her and she alienates everyone else that, you know, that is not a drug addict, basically. So, so this, uh, the star is Malik Rabbani. I hope I'm saying that correct. And, and this is, is That's this, good. That's good. thank you. Is this, is this his first movie? He's a relative newcomer, correct? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something. Bravo to this kid. Malik was so dedicated to this character and and this life that he had to go through. Um, also, Wahid is a um, Jordan uh, um, refugee. And basically, it's, it's a lot of his life. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, and, uh, yeah, I'm fascinated by stuff like this. Yeah. The experiences of of of, of um, you know uh, of people in America. A lot of times, you'll speak to people who are refugees who come to this country, and and they're the most passionate advocates for you know what we have to offer, and sometimes take for granted. Absolutely, I mean they're so grateful, and you know the streets of Memphis are are harsh. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. That it was not, you know. Uh, I mean, he gets a little job washing dishes and. And encounters a ton of racism, and he can't believe that you know everybody hates him. He didn't do anything. He right. left a beautiful family with parents and sisters and brothers, and and uh, and he can't believe that how many of these people hate him. Yeah, it's. I don't understand. What did I do? Yeah. It's it's a, it's a sobering thing. Do you do you like do you like shooting on location when you get the opportunity? Does that help inform you, your your decisions as an actor? Well, I learned a lot about Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, look, we we shot in really really you know bad neighborhoods, scary neighborhoods. Sometimes we would have to stop shooting because guns would be going off. Wow! Wow! Um, yeah, it was really rough. It also, we shot it during COVID. I mean, I give Rashid so much credit and Malik and the rest of the cast and the crew. We were a very small crew, sometimes first time refugee immigrants from Lebanon and Jordan. Um, you know, so they, they, they really gave an authentic to to this movie and a lot of first time you know costume and props i mean i would i would help them <laughs> i said oh no don't do that do this right <laughs> uh, uh, write down the costumes because you're gonna forget if you have to go back and do a reshoot do this do that oh I that's mean, great i it was like a a, a teaching seminar mm. also. Well, I mean, on those on those independent films, that's where you you can kind of you know. And we hear people; we have directors and actors and actresses come through here all the time, and they there is something that they really love about those those smaller efforts that tend to be more from the heart. Oh, this was this was from the gut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, Lorraine. I have to ask you because uh, you know, 
listen, you are you're royalty when it comes to, you know, uh, the acting profession, but in particular, Goodfellas and, of, of course, uh, Sopranos. Goodfellas this year, um, you know, we lost both Ray Liotta and Paul Sorvino, and, you know, there was a, yep. uh, a, a the issue with uh, with Paul Sorvino being left out of the in memoriam at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, that, that movie is, I mean, it is such an iconic, obviously you knew you had, a, a tremendous cast there, and you had the you know the an act, a director at the top of his game. But even at, at that moment, could you could you even dare to guess how iconic? How I mean, many people speak about The Godfather and Goodfellas neck and neck, and that's a decision. You know, which is the better? Do you look back at that now, and can you even believe you were a part of this movie? You know, I the things that I remember are you know, of course, you know, silly and fun, but I looked at Ray at one time and I said, do you have the feeling that this is going to be a good movie? <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Ray, I mean, I didn't know. I knew it was special. I knew the cast was special. I knew that, you know, we gave it everything we had. Uh, especially Ray and I in all of our scenes. We, you know, we uh, uh, we fought for our, you know, our lives, basically. Yeah. And by the way, I am going to make this comparison to uh, Malik. Malik gave a performance that is magnificent. Mm. Magnificent. With a first-time director and a, a movie that, that you know, that while, while he'd sold his house to make. Wow. Yeah, well, the, so, there you go. That's well, committed. Well, 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 then we, we, I guess we can look for this around award season then, perhaps. Well, we, we kind of missed that because it kind of came out last year. Mm. But we've been winning all kinds of festival uh, uh, awards. Excellent. I mean, the film has been, you know, uh, um, reviewed in an unbelievable way. No, I mean, yeah. Really. Well... Congrats so far on that, uh, Lorraine. So it'll it'll hit theaters on on Thursday, and we'll, we'll get it out to the masses and and see what the response is. But it, it looks fantastic. So uh, we know you got a, a busy day, but we appreciate you sharing some uh, some information and stories from this. So it is called uh, Just Seer, and it'll be in theater, theaters on Thursday. It's at the AMC Theater. Okay. Excellent. All right. Wherever movies are sold. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you, Lorraine. Great talking to you. Take care. She's got that classic voice. Yeah, Lorraine Bracco, yeah, guys. Love yeah. that. Yep, absolutely. She, yeah, she's always had that uh, that raspiness. You know, it's a great scene in, in Goodfellas, and she does it, I mean, of the multitude of, I mean, every second is a great scene, but when she is, is stood up by, um, you know, Henry Hill on the, Ray Liotta on the date, and she comes screaming up in the car, and she gets out, and, you know, she comes at him, and then he's, he's a side of her he hasn't seen, and, he's, and suddenly they're like, they're flirting and yelling at each other at the same time. Yeah, yeah it's a great scene. There yeah. are no wasted scenes in that movie. Every scene is perfect. Yeah. The, the whole movie is perfect. Pre- President, would you ever go back, because I know you didn't watch it uh, the first time around, would you ever go back and watch The Sopranos? Uh, oh. Or is that not on your radar? No, not really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know people absolutely love it. I don't know. It's it's not, I've, I'm kind of... I've done so many mob movies that I'm the genre is kind of over to me, and I understand and, that. And I know some people are shaking their head right now, going, "You're out of your mind, well, man!" It's not just, I guess, uh, the reason I think that it's so compelling is that it's it's a more of a family story than it is. It is a mafia story, and it's right. also told over so many years. And his time, James Gandolfini's time in therapy with Lorraine Bracco, is um, 
actually kind of helped to normalize therapy a little bit. I mean, it's a really interesting look into uh, a, a person's psychology. Bizarrely, after a while, I get tired of seeing uh, the bad guys being the heroes. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. well, and so because when it comes down to it, the murderers, they're they're you know when you see them pay their dues, that's like I I do. Yes, I completely agree. And it is a weird thing. It was actually one of the main criticisms of The Godfather when it came out is that, uh, and uh, you know, the, oh, the, which you seem to be lavishing attention on these glorified, glorified killers. Yeah. Uh, but Coppola kept coming back with, no, this is a story of a family. This is a Shakespearean story of a family that ends up being, you know, the, the victims of their own devices. And, and what you know, because ultimately, as it should have stayed with the ending of number two, you have Michael Corleone sitting there, an isolated man yeah. who's just killed his own brother. Yes. Uh, and, and, um, and, and, and for what? What has happened? What has oh, made yeah. that any better? Yeah, the whole rule of... Yeah. of and by the way, the Godfather one and two are in my top yeah. two favorite movies yes. of all time. Period. Yeah. The greatest movies, in my personal opinion. But, but yes, Michael, who continues to uh, the family, family, yeah, family. Yeah. He doesn't care about the family at all. And and in in so doing, yeah, you realize how his father, though deplorable in many ways, really did care about yes, the family. was more of a family yeah. man than he was. Yeah. I know you also uh, sort of tend to bristle a little bit of things that are so lauded, like The Sopranos was. I mean, it got all these awards, and everybody says it's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the good guys aren't necessarily good. I, I think you would like it because of the depth of the characters. That bad guys aren't bad guys. Good guys aren't good guys. They're just people that are flawed. <laughs> right. I, 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 I think that's Nick, why it was written so well. It's like a drug. When every time the good good host is on, I, I will watch it. Uh, and uh, it's also your. I mean, Scorsese's directing is so brilliant. It's unbelievable. That movie starts with them sitting in the car, riding along, hearing the bumping in the trunk. You know, <laughs> the body, right. and then and then it turns around. <laughs> And then you know he uh, he he uh, he pops up the lid. They stab him, and then there's this frozen shot of Ray Liotta, and then the movie starts. Yeah, right? Yeah, I love. It's I unbelievable. Love, I love the follow up to that scene later on. <laughs> they're having they're having dinner. His mom is <laughs> right. making food, and he's like, "Yeah, we got a knife. I, I hit a deer. <laughs> a yeah, there's like a hoof <laughs> stuck in the paw, and it's she's like, showing like a paw, a hoof. Her paint by numbers picture. Oh, that's really good. It kind of looks like some guy we know. Yeah, <laughs> and they're laughing about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That was uh, that was Scorsese's mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Who the, played the? Who played his? Oh. Played Pesci's, Pesci's mom. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely great. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll get around to it. I it waited is. a while before Breaking Bad. That was part of the reason too, as I just wasn't into to the the bad guy being the hero. Uh, and I loved it. It was great, but part of it kind of struck me as you know, but bad. You no, know, you, there was a, there was a, a an avalanche of mob movies after The Godfather and they they the like the, the, the Bellacci papers and 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 it got so much again as with anything as we're seeing now with superheroes you get inundated and you get you get fatigued over it. It's just too much and it's like they're all following this so formulaic. That's why like The Irishman which I didn't was watch it. the Netflix. It's good. <laughs> but you've been to that dance before. Yeah, I saw Many Casino, times. I saw yeah. the guy, you know, I mean, I saw all these guys together. That's four hours. Several times. Also, yeah. isn't that the one where De Niro can barely move, yet yeah. he's kicking ass? Right, yeah. well, he's, yeah, they, they, they CGI'd him down about three decades, <laughs> and so Scorsese had to say to him, walk like a younger man, because right. you're not walking like, uh, you know, you're in your 30s. And Pacino is in that too, right? Yes, uh, yeah. he's playing Hoffa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Pacino... Uh, I saw this thing. Uh, after two de- more than two decades, the Dunkachino <laughs> is going away. 
Is that where we can't was, get our machine fixed? And it was Al Pacino's uh, friend in uh, this, in uh, that Adam Sandler movie, oh, Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Yeah, yeah. He made the uh, Don Pacino <laughs> commercial, which actually that part that's the one part is pretty damn that's funny. The one part mm-hmm. uh, where he when got, you think that's, but then you stop and think, oh my god, that's Michael Corleone dancing to the Don Pacino, and he makes references to yeah. my little friend, yeah. and uh-huh. uh, and he, he does references to the Godfather yeah. and, and stuff like that. So it's actually. We're watching the video. By the way, Pacino right has a very good sense of humor. Yes, he does. Uh, he does. And um, and he can dance, too. He, he can, does some yeah, really yeah. good dance moves in this particular <laughs> bit. Uh, but the, the, the bit in the movie is that after he does it, he realizes he's so insanely embarrassed by it that yeah. he doesn't want anybody to see because it's ridiculous. How much do you think you got paid for that scene? A ton. Yeah. Well, he was in more than just that scene. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, okay. He yeah, falls yeah. in love yes. with Jill. With he Jill, falls in love right? with Adam Sandler yeah. in drag. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Why are they getting rid of this? It's just, it's coffee and like a flavoring, right? It says the swirled blend of coffee and hot chocolate has officially been taken off the menu, at least for now. A spokesperson from Duncan said, as we focus on innovation and finding new ways. Space travel. To delight guests, we continually evolve our menu in an effort to deliver a fast, frictionless experience. I didn't the Dunkachino is retired for now, but there always is the chance for the return in the future. All right, maybe that's when they'll fix the machine. I I happen <laughs> I happen to love the Dunkachino. We loved it. The problem is, is that when you have Dunkachino on tap. You're slamming down a whole bunch of, you know, no matter how long you nourish it, you're going to go through a lot of Dunkachino. Also, the machine is so big. If we got rid of it, we could do so much in that kitchen. You know what? The, the, the Dunkin' Keurigs and, and those those little things, what are you going to, what do you want to put in there? Oh, yeah. no. A cotton candy Maybe, machine? No, we could do like a wreath art? making. Yeah, like an wreath art Wreath making, we, sure. Well, Gift wrapping. Yeah, yeah. Like, and look what I did with these succulents. <laughs> We could have succulent hour yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> we could still use the Dunkachino machine for hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Load that thing up with hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Fine. Yeah, but it do- that's what I mean. It doesn't. It, it's not spewing anything out. I so know. It has a, it's, I've, I've given up on it. It's a little succulent. smaller than the part of Chernobyl that's sealed inside of cement. So it's enormous. Give me something that's a little bit more streamlined. Now, mind you, we use. They gave us the the the, the brewing system that we use every morning, and and we go through tons of of the the Dunkin' that's Coffee. I mean. that's but sitting right there, it's like it it, it it taunts us. Yeah, it taunts us. I am your gateway to Dunkachino and hot chocolate. <laughs> By the way, remember a decade ago when we tried to blow up a fridge? Oh my god! Man. With an A10, we we were so close. Well. Maybe we revisit that idea with the Dunkachino machine. No, we're not going to no. do that. I well, think it still has a purpose. Geez. By the way, here's a musical interlude for you. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. By the way, that's Al That's Al Pacino. And I'm your friend is a reference to my little friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend. Attica, ooh-ah, naughty light. He said Attica and ooh-ah. Yeah. Dunkachino is out of sight. They pull me back in with Hazelnut 2. That's a Godfather 3 reference. Yeah, yeah. Caramel swirl. I know it was you. Every- I know it was you. That's from the second Godfather movie. <laughs> One wants my Dunkachino. Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from 7 to 17. Lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino. Dunka, 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 Dunkachino. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. They show him watching the video here, and he's just absolutely horrified. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, I wonder why they would get rid of it, though. Like, I wonder why any Do you know why? Like this Kenny? get rid of signature drinks. So they can bring it back. So they, well, that's what yeah. was my question. So, so is they, it so they, they can make a big deal to bring it back? They they will know things. It is, it's part of the standard menu, but sometimes... 
Uh, listen, again, I am a big proponent of both the hot chocolate and the Dunkachino. And, you know, love it. Uh, but I understand you bring it... You 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 tend to miss something, you know, when it's not there. Like we've missed having a functioning Dunkachino machine. Well, right? and also if okay, so it's coffee and hot chocolate. Yeah. So if they get rid of the Dunkachino, but you really love it, can you just go to Dunkin' and say, "Can I get half coffee?" It's like saying that chocolate? a sloppy yeah. Joe is just hamburger with ketchup. There's something extra. Oh, all right, in there's it. something yeah. extra in it. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought it had a little bit of a toffee. That's what I thought, too. It has that sort of, you know, and we're all fans of toffee. Yeah, who doesn't like toffee? I actually don't like toffee. Shut up. What? Stop it, really? Yeah, it's not worth it. It Toffee stood her up at the prom. This is not worth it. It's good in doses, I think. I can't overdo the toffee thing. Yeah, or not at all. What was the toffee? uh, Mm, the beef bar? Score. No. What? Beef. Yes. Score. Score. That's the same it. thing. Oh, is yeah. that the, uh, the the toffee candy? Shut your mouth. Beef bar and, and score? They're not the same thing. Sure they are. Are they? No, yes. score's a little bit no, thinner. I, no. no. They're the same candy. Score's thin. Right, well, we, it can't like, be the same thing. Then it'd be called specific. one name. It's like a Butterfinger. It's like a Butterfinger and a Fifth Avenue. Okay, so here we have the... Uh, now, visually, they do oh, look very similar. Nice. The score has dark chocolate. <laughs> right. that's, that's the difference. I'm hearing you, Nick. I'm sorry. I retract my... My last you yield your time not, to the senator from Arkansas. Yes. They'd be the, they'd be the same, same subspecies. Yeah, it's uh, one is milk chocolate, the other is dark chocolate. Where That's do you guys stand on nougat? Oh, nougat. I'm a big fan of nougat, in, as represented in the Three Musketeers bar. No. Hold on, it's no. nougat no. cannot be alone. Uh, it says that that <laughs> basically uh, the only difference between the score bar and the Heath bar is that one is slightly thinner. No, they say that's mm. the absolute. I thought it was the dark chocolate as opposed to the milk chocolate. Well, this one it. shows them both as milk chocolate, so I don't know. Oh, sure. Mm. Uh, but back mm. to the nougat. Sorry, uh, nougat. It's uh, a great I, movie. Back to the nougat. I don't uh, think that. that I think all three Musketeers uh, bars should be uh, thrown in a in a cauldron instead of not all, not all. The frozen ones are okay. Wait a second. So you do not like Musketeers? No. Mus- I'm a, I'm a very big fan of the Three Musketeers bar. Now I prefer the Milky Way. But the the Musketeers has a place. I think I don't even like Milky Ways. What? It's not enough. I can't do this. Too much nougats. Nuts (laughs) Nuts in there. Give me my nuts. Look at this thing of beauty. I didn't know that that was nougat. I thought nougat was different. I thought nougat was in uh, Snickers bars. And I didn't know. I think there is some nougat in Snickers bars. I think it's, here's the progression. You have a Three Musketeers. And then a Milky Way is a Three Musketeers with a little bit of caramel. And then a Three Musketeers, I'm sorry, a, a Snickers is a Milky Way with Adderall. peanuts and Adderall. <laughs> but really, um, so, all right, the Three Musketeers, it's renamed. I mean, it's it's it's... it's Shouldn't be named. All right, so three musketeers basically what would you prefer? Have what, three what, ingredients. How about Thank the, you. What if we yeah. called it the Corsican Brothers? The Milky Way should be the three musketeers because it's chocolate, caramel, and nougat. Okay, so that's three musketeers. The three musketeers should be called the Milky Way because it's just kind of mm-hmm. one little thing in you the middle. By the way, swirl. originally yeah. it had three flavors. Oh. By the way, so, you know, we, obviously we run on Dunkin'. Do you guys know that the in the you know the History Channel series about... Um, you know, about the fast food places, Preston, you've seen a number of those, right? Sure. So in the latest one, it was, they talk about Duncan and how Duncan, 
Dunkin' Donuts, and now it's Dunkin', uh, and how, you know, with, with Starbucks and other competitors coming in, how everyone found their niche. Yeah, what killed it's the pretty other, fascinating. What killed the other two flavors of, uh, this is not a joke, the other two flavors of the Three Musketeers was um, the World War II, believe it or not. <laughs> what? Because uh, yeah. Hitler had done it. When uh, I am in the booth for a snack! Originally, it had three pieces in one package flavored chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla, hence the name. And then, uh, you know, so they named it Three Musketeers by... Alexandri dumbass. Rising costs and wartime restrictions on sugar saw Uh. the phasing out of the vanilla and strawberry pieces to leave only the more more popular chocolate ones. So it was more of a Neapolitan. Correct. uh, So in one candy bar. You'd get three. You get three? Yes. And And what were the flavors? Chocolate. Strawberry and vanilla. I don't like that. That's that's a that's, that's Neapolitan. Neapol- I've never yeah. been a Neapolitan fan. I would just eat the chocolate. I love Neapolitan. I had to like break out a scalpel to eat when they'd have those. <laughs> I would sometimes eat just all the strawberry. That's and so fine. yeah, you'd go you in and it. get the container, and yeah. it was just chocolate and vanilla. The left, favorite uh, candy bar of Hitler, no. the Neapolitan. <laughs> Stop it. I heard nougat and toffee right. in there. The rest I didn't understand. He was designing. He went in front of us, you know. Oh, this is him. He needs something that will appeal to the mother. In front of the Aryan Congress? Right, right, yeah. He was, okay. All right. Want something that blonde, blue-eyed Aryans would love to have in their lunchboxes. Mm. Remember we used to get a candy bar in your, your lunchbox periodically? Yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. That was nice. I must have been a good boy. I had a candy bar for the first time the other day in a while. Uh, because that's what we have for breakfast at Universal <laughs> Orlando Resort. Yeah. All the snacks they had for us were all candy bars. <laughs> so, all right, I guess I'm having a Snickers for breakfast. They actually had, which is, I can, again, now for have a little snack chat, uh, the Fig Newton, but with the blueberry filling. Mm. Oh. Which is excellent. What? I prefer I those. Oh, yeah. So are they called blueberry Newtons? Mm, I know. They're actually called radioactive isotopes. Well, there are <laughs> apple Newtons. Yeah, yeah, and uh, strawberry know, Newtons. I think uh, Gary Goldman has a bit on how Fig dominated the Newton industry. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So you know, it's the coolest, like, when you see, like, James Bond used to eat figs for breakfast and oh. with black coffee. I like figs on my charcuterie boards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those are good. I you imagine know, black coffee and figs would make you do exactly what that guy did in the bathroom at the airport. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd like to circle back to Heath and Score, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. They are both like... manufactured by the Hershey Company. Okay. Oh. So why would they have two candy bars that? that are the same? Uh, and and the same umbrella it's company. Be a mar- it, it has to be a marketing thing. Like there, they it, um, shown re- uh, research shows that it sells better if there's something similar. It has to. Like, why would you create two seem, things? Seems like they would market that more towards adults. I suppose, but yeah. horny adults. Casey, you're right. That the score actually has um, dark chocolate flavor, but they also have milk chocolate. So there's a, an identical score. Uh, and Heath Bar that are the basically the same product. Well, like with the, the Mounds and the Almond Joy, you have essentially the same thing, except, however, the Almond Joy has what, Preston? Uh, almonds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's got nuts. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you want nuts in your mouth. Yeah. What do you mean cater to adults? Like, what adult buys a no, candy bar? It just I seems... <laughs> I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> it seems more, I don't know, snooty. Yeah. Score. And it's got a little crown in the, in the, uh, in the logo Ooh, and everything. You bring me my score bar and Twizzlers. I saw... Yo. What? The Twizzlers that you bought for me, Nick, might be the best Twizzlers I've ever had in mine. They were so special. They were so fresh. Were they fresh out of the Twizzler oven? As a matter of fact, 
when I was flying home on Friday, oh I you didn't was, need a plane. No, I didn't. No, but there was a there was a, an uh, older gentleman next to me and an older woman next to him who I thought they were together. They were not. I'll touch uh, your pee pee for one of them Twizzlers. If you will. Okay, I was going to give you one for free, but I, <laughs> looks like we both win. Um, I uh, so I opened up this because it was a pound of Twizzlers. So when I opened up the bag, I offered it to them, and even they were like, "Wow." It's it's kind of like when uh, when uh, the wolf and uh, Quentin Tarantino drink coffee in the Pulp Fiction. They right. just they take they that pause. first sip and then they look at each other. Uh-huh. That's what they did. They were like, "Damn, this is a good Twizzler." So they Damn, they, they had kid. Twizzlers. Yes. Oh, very nice. Yeah. They're right. manufactured in Lancaster, PA. Well, they were. I mean, they. I must, you must have gotten them fresh off of the conveyor belt. Also owned by the Hershey Company. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I, I thought so. They're not made you in know, Hershey. Milton Hershey came to the scene. As anyone who's ever stayed at the Hershey hotels knows from that concept video, he originally came in as a as a caramel was his. That's what he was known yes, he for. Was. Yeah, and then I wonder, he, yeah, switched to chocolate. I wonder if we could get Casey in uh, a tour for the of the Twizzlers factory. We've been promised a few things over these. Now we we had one delivery. We had was it is it the Godiva factory that's local that bought us no, old? That was Dove. Dove. Oh mm-hmm. my God! They brought this gigantic collection of misshapen. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ones that don't make through quality control yeah. because of their shape, and they they send so them the, over to us. It was great. Tastes exactly the same. Oh yeah, yeah. They just don't want the product going out right, looking yeah. like that. So by the way, I think it was. I think it was Bob Havens. Is he? Does he have a wife? Yeah, or Bob. Or, okay, someone I believe, interested? No, no, no. I believe him and his wife sent a get well card to Jace, and he sent oh. over uh, a bunch of Hershey Hershey oh. chocolates. I hope it was Bob. Bob, thank you. If it, it wasn't him, yeah, okay. he texted right. me. That's okay. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's really thank nice. you. Bob's the nicest guy. He is. All right. Uh, anyway, listen. We should take a break. Yeah. Um, and you know what we should do? Uh, we should get a winner. For this oh, Orlando wow. trip. Universal Orlando Resorts. If you've done the photo hunt challenge and you know the answer, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we'll take caller number 27 oh. at 215-263-WMMR. That's your eight. It's Kathy's eight. Yeah, that's why I said off. Let's get you on board to go to Universal Orlando Resorts. Number 27, answer it correctly. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Blink 182. Smashing Pumpkins. Dave Matthews Band. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. A little while ago, I asked for you to be the 27th caller on the contest lines and correctly identify the answer to the clue from 8 a.m. And you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. We are now going to attempt (laughs) to get a winner to the phones we go. And the 27th caller, by the way, is... Sarah. Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, Sarah, you sound excited. I am so excited. All right. Well, we need to find out the answer to this question. Kathy was displaying her athletic ability by performing this gymnastic maneuver in one of our photo hunt photos. What gymnastic maneuver is that, Sarah? A beautiful handstand. And she is correct. 
That means, Sarah, you are headed to Universal Orlando Resort. We have a trip for two. The flights are provided by Spirit, and you have officially won. So congratulations to you. All right. Thank you so much. You're going to have such an awesome time. Yo, that's great. Yeah, It'll only ramp up that much more. All right, Sarah, you and do roller coasters. Yeah. Okay, you have got to ride the Velasa coaster when you go there. This one is. I know. I'm so excited. So yeah. Excited. It I'm is. Big roller coaster fans. Oh, oh you're going to oh, love that. that. That and Hagrid's. Yep. Two of my favorite coasters ever. Yeah. So you're you're in store for a great time. And obviously, there's a ton of other things that will uh, keep you entertained. And uh, you, it's going to be a trip of a lifetime. You're going to love it. So uh, way to go, Sarah. Nice job. Congratulations to you. Thank you. All right. Hang on the line. We'll yeah. get your information. We'll take care of you. That's how easy it is right there, folks. We have three more of those to give away. We'll do the next one starting at 8 a.m. tomorrow. We'll give you a clue. You go to our website. You take a look at the pictures. You find an answer to that little clue that we give to you. Uh, so it's it's more of a question that we ask. But nonetheless, um, and then you be the designated call and you even answer like Sarah. And then you're on your way to where we just came from. We just came from there. And I'm already envious of Sarah. I know. Yeah. I know. So we're making memories for you. That's it, friends. All right. Uh, bizarre file time. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, and it is brought to you by Lehigh Valley. Oh, it's brought to you by Red Robin. That's it. It says Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group slash Red Robin. We know what that is. Uh, The March College Basketball Tournament is here, and Red Robin is offering 10% off all pick-up catering orders throughout March using the code MATCH10. Order today at order.redrobinpa.com. Yum. It's... March 10 is the... Uh, what did code. I say? You said match 10. Oh, March 10. Yum. Yum. <laughs> All right. Two days after two men were believed to have drowned in Lake Eloise in Winter Haven, uh, the sheriff, Grady Judd, said their bodies were found. And this oh. is messed up how this happened, too. Judd said on Saturday afternoon, horrible tragedy occurred when three people went into the water on Lake in Lake Eloise... Uh, the good news is we were able to rescue one of the people, a young lady. After searching for the men, uh, believed to have drowned, officials found them at the bottom of the lake on oh. Monday. Uh, Jeff- uh, Jeffrey Marrero uh, and Orlando Ortiz were located. They were about three to 400 yards offshore in the lake. Uh, they were still at the bottom of the lake. So, um, What were- happened? Well, they were in water approximately 16 feet deep when they were found. So Saturday afternoon... The men had gone on a boating trip. They uh, were out for an afternoon of pleasure. Um, Velky Valsquez and Orlando Ortiz were celebrating their one-year anniversary of dating, and uh, they brought along their friend Jeffrey Marrero and his two young daughters. The adults successfully passed a class in order to rent a boat for the day. Uh, the sheriff said it, it was a rough day on the water. The wind's blowing 20 no. miles per hour. There was two-foot chop with white caps. Yeah. When the group uh, found a spot to relax, Valasquez jumped into the water with the anchor. And Judd said she was very inexperienced. So she thinks that you have to get into the water, put the anchor in, and then tie it to the boat. Oh, man. When Valasquez resurfaced, police said the boat had floated away. She struggled to swim after it. And so the two men jumped in to help her, and the boat kept floating away. I'm assuming it was a sailboat. So her perception was you sink the anchor and then tie it to the boat? I guess, yeah, you you go out and throw it uh, in the water, and yeah, so she didn't know what she was doing. 
Uh, so the two gentlemen uh, who were average swimmers uh, eventually uh, they they went in after her. Okay, so uh, they and eventually. Va- uh, Valasquez, the girl, flipped onto her back and floated, according to the sheriff. The two men swam after the boat uh, with uh, the two girls inside, and they were believed to have drowned in the process. So they were trying to swim. That's horrible, after- man. Yeah, they were trying to swim after the boat because she had uh, uh, she was out there and she needed help. And she just remained floating and managed to survive that yeah. way. Um, so uh, the sheriff said, this isn't uncommon for somebody to decide uh, that they're going to take a quick dip in the water and all of a sudden, the boat starts floating away. He said uh, Valasquez made the right move by floating on her back and fighting against any panic. Set. By the way, floating in two-foot chop? Not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Yep. A woman from Maine is under arrest after police alleged she called in fake threats at a Walmart. And according to police, uh, officers received a report of a possible explosive device in a Walmart. Uh, soon after, officers reported that someone called the police, the police department directly, claiming that a man in the store had a gun. We've got to do something. We have over four hundred dollars worth of merchandise in this place. <laughs> now, officers <laughs> evacuated Walmart and nearby stores to search the store, and they called in the New Hampshire State Police bomb squad, swept for any explosive devices. Department reported they didn't find anything. Uh, the stores opened for business again a short time later. Um, but around four p.m., police say they found the suspect behind the hoax. Threats at a Best Western hotel. Her name was Megan Levitt. She had been charged with false reports uh, uh, of explosives and false public alarm. And it's interesting how she got busted. Uh, they were able to identify her as the suspect and track her down quickly because she made these threatening calls on speakerphone on her way to shopping in an Uber. <laughs> Uh, her driver heard her make the calls and on. subsequently alerted the police. Jesus. So she's calling him bomb threats. Wow. All right. And her Uber driver overhears and is like, what's going on? What you doing back there? I'm calling in some bomb threats. Officers say she was uh, coming to the complex because her boyfriend was about to be arrested at the Dick's Sporting Goods across from the Walmart for, sh- for shoplifting. He was hiding in a changing room, talking to her before she made the calls. She was doing it to distract right. the police uh-huh. from busting him. Why would you send more police to the Walmart where he's hiding? No, he wasn't. He was he's in, in the Dick's Sporting Goods across the street. Uh-huh. And so she was trying to get them out. It was actually, she, uh, except for the in part of your Uber driver <laughs> yeah. part, that, uh, yeah, it was a decent idea. Now you got to promise not to tell anyone, okay? Right. Thank you, Mr. Uber Driver. This is terrible. A Florida man is dead after a work accident involving a cement mixer on Wednesday afternoon. No. Apparently a man was working inside a mixer and it was turned on oh. and then he became entangled oh, inside of it. I don't know what's inside of those things. Well, I got to assume there's a lot of dried cement. I well, was thinking I mean, like a blender. Yeah, like that. Sorts. I would imagine besides uh. it just spinning around, there's got to be some kind of... Mechanism inside of there, I guess. Oh, I, I don't okay. Know. Yeah, you, which you guys are right. I, I, for some reason, I thought it more of a uh, more conical, but there are these ridges in it, obviously, to mix the things up. Yeah, so he got wow. entangled in that. Uh, the county initially said that he suffered traumatic injuries and needed to be oh. extricated from the machine. Uh, he was pronounced dead a short time later, and uh, they are investigating that. Uh, incident. Do you have any idea what killed him? Uh, it was probably the cement mixer. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. think it might have been. <laughs> uh, 
I don't want to speculate. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's under too early to tell, but we have a truck of uh, you know suspicion. All right, we need a of interest. Uh, we need a positive uh, story to yes, end with here. a happy okay. death. All right, so a no, not a happy oh. death. This is uh, a skier was who was buried in snow for about six and a half minutes after getting caught in an avalanche in New Hampshire's White Mountains this week uh, was dug out by a companion and survived uninjured. Three skiers had ascended what's known as Wildcat B Carter Notch on Wednesday morning, but one turned back after deciding the conditions were too risky. Um, they described it as they they were described as experienced backcountry skiers who were equipped with beacons, shovels, and probes. One of the two remaining skiers began descending and unintentionally triggered an avalanche. That person was swept 500 vertical feet down wow. a narrow gully before coming to rest, <laughs> buried. And unable to move anything except for one hand. Uh, the person was critically buried, meaning that there was possibility of a blocked airway. Oh, boy. And it was life-threatening. So the other skier began to search with an avalanche beacon, but couldn't find the single a signal. Uh, that person saw a hand sticking out of the snow and started Whoa. digging, successfully extracting the buried skier and freeing their airway after about six and, six and a half minutes. That's amazing. Uh, the freed skier was conscious and unhurt, and the pair left the area on their own. Uh, they self-reported the incident to the center. So had they not seen that hand well, sticking up out of the snow, they wouldn't have made it, man. And as you know, snow in an avalanche almost takes on cement-like properties. It yep. becomes very compacted. Yep, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we'll do the lesson question of the trash in music news. When we return, stay down. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We are rolling whenever you're ready, Sam. Coming this Tuesday, the Virginia Lottery is... Try option three. The Virginia Lottery has newly brewed and fun to do... Try four. We have a rotating selection of scratchers, online games, print and play... Actually, just read option one. Virginia Lottery, new games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit valottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I also have a few more uh, gift cards giveaway for uh, Primo Hoagies. We'll do that in a little bit, not at this very moment, but I do want to remind you that they have some cool things going on with Primo. Uh, they are throwing a Primo party today at 380 Egg Harbor Road in Sewell, New Jersey. Uh, make your day primo and help celebrate the opening of the 100th Primo Hoagies location. You get a $6.99 primo-sized hoagies all day. So it's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. I'll do some more giveaways in a little while. we got to do something else right now, uh, and that is the lesson question. And we will give away as a prize today four pack of tickets for... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, four pack of tickets and pit party passes for the Monster Jam, which is going to be Saturday, April 15th at The Link... And the question we will go with this morning is, uh, when he would go to visit J.C. Penney's, where did Steve like to pee? Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. 
All right, that was in the 7 o'clock hour. When he would go to visit J.C. Penney's, where did Steve like to pee? 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to know the answer to that, you should call right now because we've got the prize over here for you. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by 5-Hour Energy. Replace your afternoon coffee with a 5-Hour Energy. It's perfect. When you're feeling it coffeeed out and your stomach will thank you, discover 5-Hour Energy. Learn more at 5-HourEnergy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Avril Lavigne was gifted with a $150,000 necklace from rumored new boyfriend Tyga. Tyga, who's been on a career slide for quite a while, reportedly told Levine that it's the new thing in jewelry to keep the store security tag on. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) New details are emerging about King Charles' upcoming coronation and the guests he's inviting. Some are suggesting that the guest list is actually being handled by someone else, questioning the inclusion of both Machine Gun Kelly and TikTok star Charlie (laughs) D'Amelio. Doesn't seem right. And finally, Preston, you mentioned this earlier, Black China was seen in Atlanta on Friday night after having all of her filler removed, along with her breast and butt implants. China initially went unrecognized, as most people assumed she was Steve Buscemi. Go! Wow. And that's your Hollywood trip. All right. We are going to attempt to find a winner. Uh, we need an answer to the lesson question. When he went to visit J.C. Penney's, where did Steve like to pee? And we will go to Tracy to see if we can find that correct answer. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. All right, Tracy, I need to know, when he would go to J.C. Penney's, where does Steve like to pee? In the fitting room. Fitting room. Hold on just a moment because you got yourself four pack of tickets and pit party passes for the Monster Jam, Saturday, April 15th, Lincoln Financial Field. You can experience full throttle family fun at Monster Jam. Where world-class athletes and their 12,000-pound monster trucks tear up the dirt in wide-open competitions of speed and skill. Tickets and info at MonsterJam.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Squad Outback, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. Stop in for their annual Spring into Sequoia sale, which is going now Route 309 in Hatfield or at DeckSupplies.com. Set for release on June 2nd is the Hollywood Vampire's first live album. It's titled Live in Rio. The band, which features Alice Cooper, uh, Aerosmith's uh, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp was captured live back in 2015, only days after the release of their debut album. And it says here they performed in front of a whopping 100,000 fans. Whoa! It's crazy. Um, Ultimate... Ultimate Classic Rock Report. Reported the uh, collection included such Alice Cooper standards as Schools Out and Billion Dollar Babies... Along with covers of the Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar, the Who's My Generation, and I'm a Boy, uh, T-Rex's Jeepster, The Doors 5 to 1, Spirits, I Got a Line on You. Baxter. Uh, Jimi Hendrix experienced manic depression and John Lennon's cold turkey with Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale <laughs> joining the band for a take on Led Zeppelin's this, Whole Lot of Love. What? This next one's called Dumpster in a Bag. <laughs> Baxter! <laughs> I- 
The I Bagster. I don't think they were performing in front of 100,000 fans. I think they were performing in front of 100,000 people who just so happened to be at that show. It, it had to have been a like a Glastonbury the, or but something. But you see, like though, you know those impressive numbers that they get down there. It's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Huge turnout. That It's true. I mean, Rush played their biggest show ever. Yeah. Uh, for 80,000 people. Yeah. You remember the Queen, but, in fact, is depicted in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. He's down there. And how many people are singing the song along with him? Yeah, but, but I find it hard to believe, you know... Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp would draw a hundred thousand people. I, I don't know what the story is, but it's so hard to believe. <laughs> people like to hear this and perform. Isn't that right, Joe? It's completely correct. <laughs> I didn't know you did a Joe Perry. <laughs> he was a great guy, but Jesus Christ, what a horrible interview! He's terrible. Interview. Yeah, he's a great musician, but just usually doesn't have a lot to say. Your mother. All right, uh, <laughs> your mother. Um, oh, your mother. <laughs> it uh, just occurred to me that our former co-worker, Sydney, is working with Alice Cooper. Yeah. I wonder if she's on any of these She would have to be. Stops. Uh, Nick, I saw she posted on... Um, yeah. uh, well, she was in Memphis recently. I saw yeah. that because I follow her on Instagram as well, but I don't know if she's doing the Hollywood vampire stuff as um, well. That'd yeah. be cool. Good question. We'll have to find out if we can. I'm scrambling with this guy. Last year... Last year, fans were both excited and disappointed that although Peter Gabriel was in the audience for the final Genesis concert, he held off from joining his former bandmates on stage. Uh, This week marks the one-year anniversary of that band's last gig, which was held March 26, 2022 at London's O2 Arena. Uh, During a chat recently to promote his upcoming album title, I.O., uh, Gabriel was asked about watching the gig in the audience. He said, ultimately, there were human relationships underneath uh, with Tony and Mike. I mean, these were people I was at school with when I was 13 years old. There was a lot of history there. And it was lovely to see Phil again, even though he wasn't as strong as I remembered him. Uh, but it brought back a lot of memories. I was very glad I was there. Uh, I had been there at the beginning, so I should be there at the end. And he went on to say, I don't see them very often, but I enjoy my relationships with those guys. I love the freedom of, uh, freedom of being able uh, to do what I want, when I want, and how I want. And that's fine to give up on a particular project. Uh, but as a state of living, I don't want to be having arguments again. So it was better for them to be a part. Uh, oh. But he does still have a lot of love for the... Uh, I love Peter Gabriel. love Peter Gabriel's version of, of Genesis. But, I, I mean, the fact that you had Phil Collins step in and sound almost exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and then also be the musician and songwriter... Uh, that he was uh, and, you know, is, um, it was amazing. So uh, that's one case I love to hear that everyone's getting along nicely and yeah. the, the friendship remains because you you started something huge, you know. That's why it's so sad with, you know, Pink Floyd and Gilmore and uh, Roger Waters. You know, it, it shouldn't be. Yep. They went through a lot together. Uh, after years of delays, the long-awaited Keith Moon, Moon biopic is finally set to begin filming in June. Who's playing him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, not really sure. Uh, the According to Variety, uh, Moon's surviving Who bandmates and manager Roger uh, Daltrey and Pete Townsend are going to serve as executive producers, uh, with the film being directed by Paul Whittington, best known for his work on The Crown and White House Farm. Uh, the Real Me was written by British screenwriter Jeff Pope, who was nominated for an Oscar for his script 
uh, for the 2013 film Philomena. Uh, the Who's longtime manager, Bill Kerbishley, is among the film's producers with the L.A.-based White Horse Pictures serving as the movie's production house. Who would you cast? No release date has been announced. Uh, that's a good question. Somebody who's kind of short and wiry and can look crazy from time to time. Um, Triple H? No, not uh, Triple H. No. The first person that popped into my mind was, and it, this wouldn't be right, but Paul Rudd. Not quite right, but uh, uh, somebody who has his build. I what think. about, so, yeah, what about like a... I gotta see what he looks like. I don't even remember what he looks like. He was, it was smaller. Yeah. He was a, had a little meat on his bones. He wasn't fat. He was just soft. <laughs> um, All right. I, uh, huh. I was thinking of the earlier era of yeah. him because he was kind of skinny uh, in the beginning. But um, that's a good question. Is Justin kinda, Long too old? I would say, yeah. that's not bad. Who was the other one uh, from Phantom Planet? That guy. Oh, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Yes, Schwartzman that's a good call. There you go. But Schwartzman might be a little, uh, but a little you too can, small. What you're going to get is you want to get someone younger that you can age out in the movie, as opposed to doing it in reverse. I like Jason Schwartzman. That's pretty good case, and he could definitely be kinetic and yeah, you know yeah. What about his aunt Talia Shire? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe because she's cool. pretty. Well, she's pretty. She's pretty versatile. Yeah. No. Yeah. I but anyhow, that you thinking about me? <laughs> Looks like they're good. Hey, hey, you sure play mean pinball? Yeah. <laughs> uh, looks like the movie is going to be made, so we'll have to see who's going to be cast as him. All right, and then finally, uh, Def Leppard's Rick Allen took to social media to thank fans for their overwhelming support after he was assaulted last week in front of the Four Seasons Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. A 19-year-old suspect was arrested and is facing a charge of abuse to an elderly or disabled adult with a, without great harm. Who the hell beats up an amputee? Uh, he has since bonded out of jail. Allen wrote via social media, uh, thank you, everyone, for your opening support. Your love and prayers are truly helping. Uh, my wife, Lauren, was thankful, or thankfully not with me at the time of the incident, and we are together now and working on recovering in a safe space. He said we were focused on healing. Uh, when we ask that uh, you join us in our effort to move from confusion and shock to compassion and empathy. We understand this act of violence can be triggering for so many people. Uh, to all the fans, veterans, and first responders in our global community, we're thinking of all of you all together with love. We can all get through these difficult times is what he had to say. So He's a nice guy. Yeah, and that is the last bit I have in music news for you. All right, let's give away. I got two of these left. I'm going to give away two $50 gift cards for Primo Hoagies. Two? And we'll take caller 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. We want to congratulate Primo Hoagies on their 100th location. <laughs> it's hard to believe, isn't it? It's unbelievable. So call 100 locations. Uh, Primo Hoagies are made only with the highest quality Thuman's meats and cheeses, sliced fresh to order, and served on Primo's award-winning seedless rolls, baked fresh every day. So 15 and 16, you get the goods. 215-263-WMMR. Going to wrap up the show when we return. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. Listen weekdays. Preston and Steve are hosting a photo hunt challenge at WMMR.com. And you'll need the on-air clue to call in for the chance to win an amazing three-night trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. 
only one place immerses you into the action of your favorite films and TV shows, then combines it with better hold on tight thrills in a way no one else does or can. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. Listen at 8 a.m. for that day's photo clue so you know what you're hunting for in the photo gallery. Later in the show, the correct number caller with the correct answer could win the grand prize trip. Preston and Steve's trip a day to Universal Orlando Resort. For complete details and official contest rules, visit WMMR.com. A program coming to an end back uh, where we belong in our home here in the studios after our little road trip to FLA, which, by the way, you can follow along on our social media if you'd like to see some photos. We're gonna, I think we're going to hold off before we put any new pictures up uh, from our Universal trip until after we're done giving yes. away all of the prizes, all of the trips, because we have some specific photos that have been chosen for that. So uh, we took a lot of great pictures and videos while we were there. We want to pass along that love to you guys. We did love every bit of it. Um, and we gave away a trip to Universal Orlando Resorts this morning. We're going to do the same thing the next three days, and we hope that you'll be in the running for that. I would like to thank our guest, Miss Lorraine Bracco. Yeah! Movie called Jasir is opening on uh, March 24th, and she was uh, very passionate about it. So it was nice to talk to her about that. Um, and thank you to Primo Hogan, yeah. who gave us Woo! all the goods to give away. And yes, they're opening their 100th store. Which is amazing, or shop, or whatever you'd like to call it. And in fact, um, their 100th location is in Egg Harbor. It's on Egg Harbor Road in Sewell. And the first 100 people today get a free primo sized hoagie, and the 100th customer today gets hoagies for a year. Woo! Yes, it's. <laughs> it is hard to believe. Woo! Yeah. Woo! And. Woo! Do you have do you have two, I have two uh, primos that are my go tos? So I have my Roxborough and I have my Chestnut Hill. Uh-huh. Do you have a one or two? We have, we have a Harleysville one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're good to go. It's perfect. It's right there in town. So, um, and uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Tattoos Day. Yes, we do have a winner, and I want to award that winner their prize, and that winner happens to be Scott. Dews of Eagleville, PA. Dews. Well, it's spelled D E W E E S. It might be Dewees. He's paid his dues. <laughs> and he has paid his dues. And uh, it might be Dewees. So, hang uh We're going to set you up, but you got a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo nice. and Piercing. Uh, they are located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. If you want to check out their samples, go to floatingworldtattoos.com. Of course, you can find them on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos as well. So, congrats to you, Scott. We'll set you up. How you doing, Pierre? Good day. Welcome back, everyone. It's good, good to be back. To was be it back. Fun? It was a lot of fun. It was very tiring. This was a whirlwind trip that we took, uh, and we stayed quite busy the whole time. Right. But uh, I personally am pretty wiped out. But I mean, we had some great experiences. So, we, so what, you fun. flew into Orlando. Then did you drive to yes. Clearwater, and then drive? Back, how far are they away from each other? Two hours. Two hours. Okay. Yeah, two hours and change. So you land, you drive, you go to the one place. Then did you stay at the baseball thing that night? We did. Friday we did night? Friday I'll night. Give, I'll give you the full yeah. rundown here. So we, we fly in, thir- right, we left our show here on Thursday, flew into Orlando, drove to Clearwater, stayed that night, got up as early as we do the next day, did our show from the, the ball field on Friday, and it was St. Patrick's Day, and it was a Phillies game, and everybody was all fired up, so we hung around for the game. Right. And then after that, we kind of all went our separate ways. I have some family in town, so I did some family things. 
And then the next day, Saturday, got up, drove to Orlando. Wow. Got there in the afternoon slash evening, uh, did a little bit of the park. Then the following day, Sunday, uh, we got up and had this full all-day-long tour of the park. Wow. Uh, with, uh, with tour guides and everything. And then stayed that night, got up early the next yesterday, uh, did our show, and then got in a plane flew back here. Wow. Yeah. Full, full ser- uh, series of days. But now, Casey, did you not come back and go back? <laughs> I did. He did. I did. So just add two more flights to that, and that's exactly what I wow. did. That's what he did. His wow. daughter wow. had a play that he he didn't want to miss. Wow, good for you. Yeah, so. Well, there it is. Good time. So Very yeah. good. Yeah. Sounded great fun. Thanks, oh, man. Cool. Uh, ready for the letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... R as in Rush. Ah, very good. All right, we're going to give away a $500 Joseph Anthony retreat, spa, and salon gift card. Check out their heavenly soft pack float treatment, luxurious Turkish bath experience, or you can escape with any of their massages. You can visit them at three area locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City. Uh, and you can purchase online as well, josephanthony.com. So we'll give that away on Friday. Got some good stuff today? Indeed I do. Speaking of that uh, word I just mentioned, Rush will be on the workforce blocks for today. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Eddie Money, Double Shot Tuesday. It's going to be a good day. Oh, nice. Fantastic. I will be listening, sir. I uh, would like to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. Has been brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. And finally, by Shock IT. Protect your business IT infrastructure now with shockit.com. Uh, tomorrow, uh, it's a Wednesday, so Fox Good Day and a secret text word. And we'll also have a gentleman by the name of Danny Cage. Danny is the owner of the Monster Factory. It is a pro wrestling school. Yeah. And he's going to be popping on the program tomorrow. Yeah, they got a big documentary about uh, this, uh, you know, Monster Factory. I heard it. Have you, uh, is it available to watch now? Yeah. Uh, because I was very interested in I, it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's I check that out. have to look into it. Yeah. But, I mean, they're in the area. Anytime we have a pro wrestler in here. They know it. Chances are they went there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll talk to uh, Danny and we'll do some other things and we'll give away another trip to Universal Orlando resorts on our program tomorrow morning. That's at 8 a.m. Make sure you don't miss out on that. Okay, that's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Hurry in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.